I'm recording. Mike, are you recording? I'm recording. Uh, uh, Iris, that's your name. Are you recording? <laughs> yeah, it is. I am recording. I almost said Crystal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Different person. I don't Leave me alone. Uh, Fab, are you recording? I'm recording. Luke is very tired. Be I'm not nice nearly time. as funny as Crystal is. <laughs> Ty, are you recording? I'm recording. All right. Clapping us in in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Eidolon Disco Midmortem. That's a thing that I've I've decided it is. I, if you say it enough times, it becomes real. It sure does. We're, we're yeah, fake. They, they only exist in the middle of dying. Uh huh. That's it. Unmits your mortem. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> what is like the origin of the term post mortem? Uh, like, be- like, it's like after death. Is it like an autopsy? Please, I idea? think that's Probably. the idea. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's like an obituary. Like it's Latin, sure. so maybe that's the idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, Please don't make me if- do. Language history it. right now. I'm <laughs> All I'm getting when I look it up is like, oh well, it's adapted. It's from Latin. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no I shit. That. Yeah. yeah, no. Okay, no, just, yeah, it's, it, it, it literally just autopsy. means an autopsy. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's an autopsy. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're performing an autopsy on this body while it's still alive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which uh, they I generally believe that's called a vivisection. You'll find out uh, more about that on Eidolon Ops. Oh, so it's more oh. like we're doing surgery, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, we I need to stop the, the body. bleeding somehow. It's half of blood the body everywhere. is dead. <laughs> we, we've, half of it's died already, and we're doing okay. an autopsy on that half. But the other's still alive. We can still save yes. the other half. Well, that's dying too, but not till next year. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Welcome How's to everyone the, doing? How's... Welcome to the Q&A, Everything Dies. Oh. Everything shared does fucking die, huh? How's, how's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling after 25 episodes of Idol on Disco? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm so really happy. tired. Yeah. Had <laughs> <laughs> a long couple of days. I was going to say, uh, I don't too. know how much of that's related to Idol on Disco. <laughs> yeah. I am... I am uh, you know, doing, doing stuff for Queen, so I'm still working. That's true. I'm kicking up my feet. You right sure? I'm currently editing two different Nylon podcasts. So yeah, I need to edit one. I got to do the design session. We recorded it. I just gotta yeah get nice. in there and get it stitch it mm-hmm. together. Um, and then I need to work on another project that I've got cooking that will not be ready to show anybody for a long time. But you know, <laughs> sometimes you gotta tease people. Good so, cooking. You and Molly, you went. And, uh, you went and you. Messed around with the innards of the virtuoso. Yeah, we did. We we got in there. We rearranged its guts. Um, How fucked am so I for? The second half? Like, not that fucked. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> we did change how the idol on power works. It's gonna oh, have geez. to. <laughs> it, you know, hey, it's a great. It's never been a better time for us to make you tweak your character because. <laughs> We're not in the middle of recording episodes right now. So true. Uh, (laughs) Friends, the cast members, country people. uh, Uh Then last time we only got to like three or seven questions and then we stopped. We should probably get into the Is that true? Wait, really? Did we like just stop answering questions? I have a feeling we didn't finish them. I don't remember that. I thought we got to them all. Pop at least. 
Uh, I did listen to the to the Rock season one post mortem recently, and yeah. I'm pretty. We did get through a lot of questions in that one. Yeah, I. I, I think we'll be fine. Listen, hey, yeah. we're just yeah, the, we're all relaxed. The we, thing we, we ran into fuddled. wasn't that we didn't get through a lot of the questions; it's that a lot of them were repeats. Yeah, and we also yeah, just, yeah. Let we also just sort of preemptively answered a lot of the questions in the course of the conversation. I'm just, I'm just here to give people what they want. <laughs> they want an agenda. Well, you know, I, 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 I appreciate it, Fabi, trying to keep us on agenda. Yeah, yeah I'm doing my I, best. I think- I don't think this conversation has to happen purely within answering questions. We can, you know, decompress <laughs> a little, talk about our own feelings before uh-huh, jumping into uh-huh. these questions. I think that's fine. Hey, Luke. Um, I would be on line item number two at this point, and uh, you're over your three minutes. Um, <laughs> me and Ty having now, fucking organizing flashbacks. Now, if here. you would like to to vote, we could add, <laughs> call a vote to call the question. Mm-hmm. And, no, no. Sorry. I'm okay, sorry. No, yeah, I went no, to a dark place right move now. On. Yeah, we, we can go around the table real quick. Who wants to, you know, yay or nay? Are we moving on to questions at this point? Uh, Ty, what say ye? Uh, well, I have a question about calling the question. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'm going sure. to use, my, I'm gonna use this you. as a platform for my own kind of personal thing I want to do here. Kind of <laughs> the meeting each longer. and every one of you. Uh, Sorry, I, love, I had to get I some. love you all, but I got work in the morning. Yes. Let's <laughs> questions. Bless. All right, all right, all right. I can, I can pull up questions here. Uh, this first one comes in from friend of the show, Veldrin. Uh, and listen, I you know we talked to them outside of this. Also, I'm gonna say anyone that draws like any fan art at all automatically, I consider you a friend of the show. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But also, you know, we also just talk to Veldrin outside of this. We sure do. Veldrin, uh, good. They're asking, uh, hi folks, which anime character does your player character think they would be? This uh. one was initially kind of tricky for me. Uh-huh. Uh But. Then I realized one of my favorite, like, sort of 7 out of 10 anime series of all time, yeah. uh, Bodacious Space Pirates is the anime. I think mm. Haley would relate a lot to the main character, Maria Kakato, who's like a high school girl who ends up becoming the captain of, like, a ship, and all her high school buddies are, I gotcha, are sure. like, the crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and she she has a uh, like a gay second in command who's pining after her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Mari Kakato from Bodacious Space Pirates. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have one lined up for Bob? Uh, I'm I'm thinking uh, Genos from One Punch Man. Ooh. Oh, sure. okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool robot guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good choice. Been a long time since I've thought about One Punch Man. It's still going. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. I sometimes get push notifications from Shonen Jump that some manga I've never read has updated, and I got one about <laughs> One Punch Man today. <laughs> like, all right, cool. You know Naruto had a son? <laughs> you heard, you heard about Naruto's boy? Yeah, I heard. I heard Naruto's dad had a son. Yeah. Naruto had sex. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead down the line. That doesn't seem right. Uh, Yeah, uh, Casey, do you have an anime character? Casey? Are we doing this? (laughs) I don't I'm used to, that's the moment in which I'm used to addressing you. Fabi, does Casey have an anime character? Yes, I have three, actually. Oh, okay. I did one for the 70s, one for the 90s, and one for all eras of anime. Okay. Um, Okay. For the 70s, it would be Princess Knight. I think that just fits. I think she would love 
love the show, love the outfit, love the vibe. Uh, for the nineties, Renma from Renma One Half. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And uh, for all our anime, it would be Makoto from Wandering Sun. Oh, the yeah. trans anime, not the main trans girl, the secondary trans girl who's a little bit chubbier, a little bit less like naturally pretty, quote unquote. That uh, in the show she doesn't get to transition, but in the manga she does. Um, that would probably that would hit her very very hard. Sure. Sure. Uh, what about Maurice? Ty, does Maurice have an, an anime character he would be? Uh, Maurice was born before anime. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> before, before I think anime. they at least First. had fucking Astro Boy by the time Maurice was born. Yeah, he's, he's like Astro Boy. Now, um, I guess I've been watching a lot of Hunter Hunter, so I was like, I guess. Sure. I guess I was kind of going for a Karapia kind of vibe of just yeah. like. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Not yeah. like very intense about one thing, but like everything yeah. else is like we should be logical about this, but at the same time being like I will do some ridiculous shit for this one <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Honestly, I can see Maurice being into Astro Boy now that we <laughs> talked about yeah. it. Um, I think Jordan sees himself as kind of a Simone the Digger type. Oh my god. Of course he would. You know, just just, just the shy loser boy, but deep down he's uh-huh. got the heart of a hero. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jordan fucking loves Death Note. Uh, <laughs> god, he would. And he, he uh, yeah, considers he himself all the major characters. Like, oh, I'm a little bit of right. L. I'm a little I'm bit a of little... an L and a little bit of a light. Yeah. <laughs> but also a little bit of the, um, oh, God, I can't think of his name. Yeah, Ryuki. Um, Ru- Ru- the, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> the Shinigami. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, this motherfucker would be like, oh, you know, the pending. If you, I sometimes if you need me to be the Shinigami, I'll be the Shinigami. Right, well, I can right, be. Right. I, I can be an L. I can be, I can be a light. No, you're totally right. Uh huh. I just had to think what character would a shitty ex of mine be, and boom. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Moving on to our next question from Orbital Oracle. Uh, were there any other Eidolon powers or names you were considering before you settled on your current ones? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, to, to, to do a slightly longer answer than that. Uh, uh, no, I, I knew I wanted to be a wild card uh, basically once the uh, once we started actually talking about Disco and Ska yeah. for real. I just had a real hankering to play that playbook. And so I basically called dibs on it. Right. Uh, the Shining Star was kind of your first pick. Yeah, because I, I knew I wanted to do Earth, Wind, and Fire because I loved that band. Um, sure. And Shining Star was like one of the first songs that I that I even considered for it and, and ended up being the one I stuck with. So Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Mike, it's like you were going to jump in. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, my, my character creation began first and foremost with the pun of a speedster character with the idol on the hustle <laughs> like that okay, that's that yeah. was the start of the whole thing like so there was no right, consideration right. <laughs> fabi did you have any uh second thoughts or other ideas that you forwent yeah at one point i knew i wanted to do something firebase i don't even know why i wanted to do a vanguard Mostly because I was waiting till everyone like chose playbooks, and I was like, okay, no one's choosing the Vanguard. I'll do something with the Vanguard, and I was like, I want something fire but different than Sloan. So I was like, Sun, something Sun related. Maybe she has like a miniature Sun. 
I kept playing with the idea of like she has a tiny miniature son she can use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was trying to do, you know, I'm always forcing y'all to listen to Mexican music. So I was trying to do like maybe something from Juan Gabriel, who's like, it's more of like a traditional Mexican singer, but like him, like anyone during the seventies had disco, disco albums oh, and disco sure. like, <laughs> uh, songs. Cause he's been going since 1971. Um, so I was like, oh, and I, there were a couple of songs of him that mentioned Sun that I was thinking of. But then once uh, once I figured I wanted the main character to have two initials, and then I was like, oh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. That's that's done. That's easy. Boom. Printed. Right. <laughs> uh, Ty, did you go through any, like, uh, iteration for Maurice and uh, Boogie Wonderland? Yeah, uh, mm- it's it was kind of I was kind of leaning on maybe doing Rasputin because that's a cool that's a banger that's just a cool song oh yeah. sure yeah, yeah but also that would be like okay well I'm now I'm just leaning fully into being a wizard or weird guy and I'm like oh, maybe I should play <laughs> even though Maurice kind of wound up there yeah <laughs> I mean like, right, yeah he got there you're already halfway there yeah <laughs> uh, and I said okay well Boogie Wonderland is in my Eidolon my naming scheme most importantly it's just got to sound cool when you like throw your hand out and say it you know like boogie wonderland let's dance i'm like i'm gonna say that so many times i'm gonna say that all the time (laughs) yeah now boogie wonderland's a really good name uh, yeah for sure (laughs) ty always comes up with the best like Cellar door names for Eidolons. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Spotty Hotty Delicious was a cellar door quality. I yeah. <laughs> I also do like the fact that like it, it means that Maurice and Haley both have uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire Eidolons as like yeah. you know probably the two of the oldest friends in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm uh, nodding my head, but no one can see that. Right, that's true. This is an audio medium. This is a, five years or whatever <laughs> I've been doing podcasts. Still, still don't get it. Uh, moving on to our next question, slightly longer one. Uh, let's see. Good evening, nice people of Eidolon Playtest. My name is Mary, and I have been a fan of the show since the beginning. I first wanted to say thank you for creating such an amazing show and game. I know I've mentioned this before, but my friends and I have been playing Eidolon for a long time, and it's truly kept us together as we've moved across the country for college. I cannot express how thankful I am for that. Y'all have been an immensely positive influence in all of our lives and give us a time to de-stress and have a lot of fun Aww, together. Oh, that's sweet. We also like geeking out in our private chat every time a new episode comes out. I had a couple questions for y'all during the post-mortem episode and hope this doesn't come in too late. Uh, yeah, first of all, thank you. Those are very yeah. kind yes. of adorable. Yes, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me that pe- uh, other people have private chats elsewhere. I, 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 the whole world <laughs> opened so up to me. There's so many private chats about us. Oh my, oh my lord. Other people are talking about us uh-huh. in private. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, well, everyone, all discussion is happening either here or here. <laughs> I have to know. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, d- I do Please love, never I do tell me. seeing all commentary on <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. my uh, worst nightmare is to like one of those gets out. It's just like, man, everybody on Ida on playtest is great except for Mike. Oh no. Oh, no. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. The players that... are a lot of fun. I wish they had a better GM. I don't know. Listen, the day that happens and it's like, oh, Fabby fucking sucks is the day that I celebrate. Like, yes, I have haters. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. They're wrong. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Did you will feast on your spite. I'm problematic. <laughs> oh, I'm so problematic, Lou. Oh, I don't want to know about those group chats. Uh, <sighs> As a fundamentally narcissistic man, I am now mentally clawing at the door of your private chat. Like Should we keep on the question? The anyway, question time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. question. General, uh, how anxiety. is... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh... General, how is it shifting from 1E to 2E? Do y'all have any preference for either one? Yeah, how do you guys think about my game that I made? Fuck it up. Sit back and- <laughs> As the first person to ever actually GM 2nd Edition, God, I love 2nd Edition so much. Yeah! Fucked up, ruined it. Ruined I Eidolon is terrible now. No, okay, well. <laughs> no, I like I, it. I also, well, that's one of uh, each. <laughs> like 2nd second, second Edition a whole lot. I, I fucking love the tarot cards. No. No, I... Fabi, it's okay. You can tell me you hate it. You don't. I really to, like rolling dice. Else. I don't hate it. I just, I really like rolling dice. I like the physicality sure. of rolling dice in a game with friends. And since I haven't played second edition in person, I haven't played yeah. any game that uses tarot. I haven't really experienced that. Like we're all on the table and we're drawing because I just tell yeah. you, right? I I do really high. wish we had the opportunity yeah. to like sit around a table have like yeah. one deck that like yeah. we're, Revealing so, everybody at the same time. That like, would be really nice. Like, I think both games are great, but as like as an activity of playing, sure. so far, dice rolling is really nice. Just being able to sure. like put something in your hands and shake them and send them, it just feels really good. Uh, I'll say as the one person yeah. with a physical element, it feels really nice to turn a yeah. card over and be like, oh my god, you yeah. got the tower, the hangman. Yeah, I, I <laughs> wish we could have that. That's, like, I know we tried maybe, the camera, well, but it didn't yeah. really work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something I don't think I ever mentioned, because we didn't do, because we don't do postmortems for the miniseries, but one right. thing I actually tried when I was GMing Daft was I took, I like bought a webcam uh, and I angled it like, um... Mm-hmm. straight down at my desk to try and capture live image of the card deck so folks yeah. could actually yeah. see the cards i was flipping over um yeah which like was kind of awkward but yeah i mean i did that because i felt like seeing yeah. the cards uh being right. flipped over was an important part of the experience yeah i i, I did, did that fi- for spice for one or two episodes and then i was like it's too much effort yeah uh, I thought about doing that for Disco and Ska, but um, the webcam uh, the webcam I have doesn't really mm-hmm. lend itself well to being angled straight down, and yeah. I didn't feel like buying another one. So, Fair. so this is going to be very specific to me, but as someone for whom their first game mastering experience ever was with 2E of Eidolon, yeah, the yeah. guidance from the forecast was a big help. Ooh, like mm-hmm. it probably yeah, yeah. came through in the final mm-hmm. edit that I really didn't know what I was doing for the most part. Um, mm. But I will say the cards really did help me bullshit my way through it when I needed to. <laughs> nice. I'm, well, I'm glad that could be a help like that. Yeah. I'll say right I, I am really happy with how 2E is shaping up. Obviously it's not quite done yet, but it has reached the point where I'll get a notification that somebody bought 1E on itch. and be like, Oh, what are you doing? You could have a way better game by just going to the Patreon. No, no, no. <laughs> No, don't get me wrong. I'll still take your money, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, people like finished games. I'm no, totally, totally. As is clear from like uh, at least a couple instances uh, during season one of Disco, I'm a sicko who loves card counting and doing uh, <laughs> yeah dumb shit combos. Uh, the f- most fun thing for me is when one of you people tries to card count and fucks it, it is up. Very funny. It's always so good. Yeah, you can just like, say crystal. 
Claudia Crystal's done it a couple times where she just very confidently is like, ah, the next card is going to be this. I'm like, nope. That one's got discarded, Crystal. See, She's like, oh. I think that might to be get me to fuck up, but <laughs> I was I think right. That might, be, that might be part of it. Like, I can't visualize the deck. If sure. we were physically, I think I would also be counting cards. But yeah. because my brain doesn't work that way, I can't visualize the deck. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. You could, <laughs> like, literally, you could go the moon, the moon, the moon. I'd be like, shit, fuck, I yeah. guess I got the moon four times. It would be uh, kind of funny to, like, try try a, set, try, like, a session where we just combine two ter- major tarot cards decks together. That oh, would be sure. pretty yeah, yeah. funny. I- Iris pop yep. quiz hotshot. What's the bottom card on the pop of uh, the disco deck? Right oh jeez, my memory. I don't have memory for that. <laughs> it's uh, having, strength. Ha- having flashbacks to uh, my huge extended family's Uno night, where we'd buy like three <laughs> decks and just mash them together, just shuffle them yes. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hierophant. Uh, yeah. What, when are you gonna put the reverse card in Eidolon, Luke? <laughs> Listen, I, I just, we destroyed that in Eidolon Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> It's buried out in that uh, baseball field. I love the idea of draw two. It's like, well, you get to draw two cards, and you have to do both forecasts. One could be good, one could be bad. Mix the Uno cards into the tarot deck. Do you need a move? That's the new move. Draw two. Use it for whichever one you want. Anyway, but uh, Um, I will say my best is counting the cards thing. I definitely was like, I will reveal my master plan to draw from the bottom of the deck. My, oh, wait, that is death. I just drew. (laughs) 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 It's always very good. It's like, yeah, those are the cards we just threw away, dumbass. I'm like, oh, I should have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on here. Uh, so, actually, not moving on. Same email. Uh, just another question. Uh, Disco. First of all, I must say, as a classically trained musician who has played and loves the planets, I love the name Haley Hulse and how much meaning went into the thought process of it. Were any of the other character names thought of in this way? If so, <laughs> how? We touched on this a little with, with Casey. Iris um, I don't is very if... smart. <laughs> I could never do that. <laughs> I just put I d- way too much thought into literally everything I do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Maurice or Bob have, like, uh, you know, meaning behind their names at all. I have no clue. Uh, so you spell backward, Bob backwards is Bob. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Yeah, you're right. That represents their speed and how they can go forwards or backwards. <laughs> but uh, this actually kind of came up on the Discord, but, like, I, I kind of just have a handful of names that I default to when I panic and need a name. Right. Like... You know, like someone pointed out that during like the pop post modem or something, I made a joke about a character just named Bob that had nothing to do with yeah. current Bob. Right. Yeah, and like, right, right. And like speaking of against, like when I when I panicked and named a character Jim after I just spent like two yeah. years playing a character named James. So you know, yeah, it, it, there was not a lot of thought behind Bob's name beyond just I wanted to just kind of a basic name to give them. I remember when you first gave me the name Bob McGovern, I was like. Ah, yes, of course, after failed presidential candidate George McGovern. And you're like, what? No. <laughs> uh, shout outs to, to Jim, the Transmax sailor. I love you. I miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing okay. Arr. Uh, I I accidentally was like, okay, what's a good name? I should pick two names and put them together. And I put uh, George Clinton because, like, Parliament's Funkadelic. But then we had a Clinton and Emma Govard, and I was like, okay, well, that feels. Yeah. It feels like now we are making a statement or something. Right, yeah. 
I don't know what, but it's something. <laughs> I don't want to dig. And I was like, what's okay? What's a good like black guy name from the Casey 70s? Bush? What are some? Oh God, some good black. And I was like, okay, what are the members of Earth, Wind, and Fire? And I just stole their names. By the way, I don't know if that happened right. on podcast, but I was like, okay, so the main guy, uh, Maurice, and another guy's named Bailey. He's Maurice Bailey. So they're taken that from. Might have be- happened on podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the character creation episode was like. That was a whole ass year ago. Uh, no, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ty, Ty, Ty came up with a different name and then changed it mm-hmm. between. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We attempted to help crowdsource the name. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. Sometimes I'll just be like, I didn't think of anything. Hey, gang, come up with it. And you're like, no. And I'm like, okay, Void Moose then. <laughs> <laughs> come up with a shade. It's like, well, no, we don't think you should summon it. Okay, then. Well, Void Moose then. That's what it is. <laughs> Call for me. Hello? Oh no! Oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> this is in the room. The void is in containment. <laughs> Please put Ray Romano <laughs> back in the safe. No, Ray Romano was the deer. Yeah. The void is just me doing fucking uh, uh, bad impression of Shimmy from Comedy Bang Bang. So I thought you were doing your Ray Romano were high pitch. Uh, Legit. Well, I mean, it bang is bang. kind of the same voice. Yeah, yeah. pretty similar. <laughs> God. Yeah, we've just kind of established that in this universe, mooses just are somewhere on the Kermit the Frog spectrum. <laughs> yeah, you gotta talk in the throat for any kind of antlered beast. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> We're here to say broad statements like all antlered beasts talk like Ray Romano. All antlered beasts sound a little like Mr. <laughs> Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're doing great. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Uh, again, I really appreciate all the hard work y'all do. Y'all really make me and my friends' day every time a new episode comes out. I can't wait to see what y'all come up with next. Fast Mary, thank you very much. That was a very nice. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Uh, uh, next one. Did I not copy this person's name? Am I an idiot? I sure didn't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read the question and then I will search through the email to try to get their name while y'all answer sure. some of these. <laughs> Uh, congratulations on completing another season. Here are some questions. Uh, is there anything people wish happened earlier or differently with how things went this season? God, hmm. I... I don't think so. Like, I originally... I've said before, I wasn't planning on Casey, like, realizing until way, way at the end. And it happened earlier than that. But I think it made sense with the Phantom fight and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, I my idea with Casey was that she was going to have a crush on everyone, but yeah. think that she's not good enough to date anyone. So mm-hmm. I wanted to have that energy of her, like, liking everyone but not making a move. Uh, and, like, if the, something happening with Haley was very much like Iris being like, oh, this sounds cool, and me going like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no. Uh, this was Becky Scott Fairley that uh, sent this. Oh, out. Becky. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, so, the one, the one thing, uh, considering what the twist wound up being, yeah. uh, in retrospect, I wish I had leaned harder on the joke of Bob talking to the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it works uh, well because it's very natural, the way you were yeah. doing it. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of glad you didn't, because, like, even the second time you brought it up, I'm like, ah, shit, they're, they're drawing attention to this thing that I kind of want to just be lying dormant so I can strike like a cobra. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah it works, like, now it works really good on re-listen, so it's like, right. oh, 
They were talking to a narrator from the beginning. My original plan was just to edit in that bit from the first episode, but then when it came back up, like, a couple more times, like, ah, I don't need to. It, it's it's being, people are being reminded of that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, in a similar vein, I kind of wish I had introduced Jordan as, like, like human, mortal Jordan, yeah. earlier into the story. Yeah. Um, just because I, and I guess this didn't really bear out, I was a little worried that he showed up so late and then died off so fast mm-hmm. that people were going to immediately suspect something weird was going on with him. And I I kind of wish I had brought him in a little earlier and he'd just been sort of like the fang of Disco yeah. and then, you know, kill him off and make that a real surprising thing. And then, oh, plot twist, that wasn't the end of that story. Yeah. I, I think the fact that you use my dumbass self to be like, here, Fab, I'm going to throw a sad boy at you. And then I, because I'm I'm who I am, when Jordan dies, I make right. it all about KC and KC uh-huh. being in a rightfully so, like, devastating place. Oh, totally. So I, I think that takes away from the possibility of this being, like, uh, a switcheroony or, or, a, or a twist. It kind of does. I think the attention. audience was like, yeah, the audience was focused on Casey feeling like shit, and yeah. not the fact that the person she was feeling as shit for uh, was uh, like just showed up and died quickly. Yeah, I think it worked out just fine. I did have a fear at the moment, like this is coming off like fucking Kauru and Evangelion. We're like, oh gee, I wonder if the special boy that showed up in the second to last episode has something weird going on with him. Huh, this I wonder. Is, I, I don't know any audience interpretation, but I think it works well because he's just kind of tossed off as part of the big Natalie arc, which mm-hmm. is like a connection to yeah. Scott. I think that also So helps. you're like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. this is just a person. That doesn't matter as much, right? And then it's like, no, yeah. super. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. it also works because he's introduced in the same episode that Natalie and and uh, Maurice start their thing, and also right. in the episode that introduces the girl Haley mm-hmm. has a crush on, and has yeah. that moment with Dictionary Tim and Bob. So like, it can possibly be like, oh, Luke is just putting like, uh, even if not romantic, like partners for each of these characters sure, to interact sure. with and do stuff with. And then when you have it be like, oh, one of these was actually like a pawn in disguise with a, a, a Trojan horse. I think right. it works really well. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where like, because I know what the plot twist is going to yeah. be, in my mind, it's like, well, this is very mm-hmm. obvious. Everyone can see it. And like, that's not necessarily the case. I sure as fuck didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. Fuck you. Uh. I really gotta bring Emma back, find something for her to do, just because she's cool. Dancing Queen mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. yeah, it is. I I honestly thought that, like, when you brought her up, like, the, the, the like for the session we did that was yeah. going to, when you told us, like, we were going to actually play out the session mm-hmm. that Night Fever made us forget, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. for, like, the entire, like, two weeks I was waiting to do record that, I was like, is Luke going to, like... M- make dancing queen like the secret antagonist of this like set of episodes is oh, Haley sure. gonna be forced yeah, yeah. to like be like okay well you gotta choose between the girl you have a crush on and your friends so good see, luck but so now now you no, can the- bring emma emma back in season two and we can see shenanigans happen between yeah. the the girls right right no, that entire thing was just, I wanted to name the episode where Maurice's dance party happens, Dancing Queen, 
And that necessitated me to come up with an Eidolon named Dancing Queen, yeah. and then I had to come up with a character who would have that Eidolon. <laughs> but I already had, like, the chess coach thing set up as, like, the actual plot, so yeah. it needed to be, like, you know, um, ancillary to that. Yeah, the episode ended up going in an entirely different yeah. direction than I even yeah. suspected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, two, what is the most ex- unexpected thing which happened this hmm. season? Void Moose. <laughs> Void Moose is probably my answer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It stopped three. Yeah. Like, God. Void Moose was You put a, a book, thing. you put a move uh-huh. in the conductor <laughs> class that allows you to summon <laughs> right. a demon, and I took that class. Yeah. And you hit me with it at, like, the 11th hour of the story, and then you told me, oh, also, it has to be whatever the fuck a void moose is. Like, well, I guess I have to come up with what this is on the spot while I'm trying to guide you guys to the All of Eidolon, I was just holding the stick of dynamite in my hand, you had no idea. (laughs) I assumed Ty had talked to you, and you two had together come up with the boy moves. I had to completely yeah, come yeah. up with that's, it that's on all the in spot. That I legit thought it was like, oh, you you and Ty talked about the boy moves and you're springing on us. No, and then I was like, well, okay, what would the void moose want? Well, I made it really goofy, so it'll be funny if it wants something yeah. really dark. It wants Maurice's first porn. <laughs> <Good. laughs> we, we, we need to bring the void moose back. We need to get into the deep oh, lore yes. of how it works. God. We Frankly, have... we do. I don't think you could just make the void yeah, moose a no. one-off. Yeah. We have so many Chekhov mooses, like, flying for next season. There's the, the Grim Reaper. There's the Void Moose. Like, Maurice, I know Maurice supposedly dies at the end, but, like, will he make right. it there? Do the do the mooses we talk to in the woods worship the Void Moose? Who knows? Play to find out, baby. It's, uh, it's Chekhov's meese yeah. is... <laughs> okay, sorry. I think like, just the thing about that move is like I want to introduce something big that is like I don't know. Maybe it's around with the Sky Kids mm-hmm. around. Maybe they're maybe I just cause a bunch of right. trouble that pops up in their life. <laughs> I I you know I'm not telling you people anything. I have some ideas for where to go with the void moves. Okay. I'll say that. Yeah, don't that, tell us. Yeah, no, that excites me. I I can't wait yeah. for more vo- void moves. Sorry, what was the question uh-huh. again? We got distracted. <laughs> what was the most unexpected thing which happened this season? I've got my hands like behind my back, yeah. rocking back and forth on my heels. I'm like, was it was it my little twist at the end? There? I mean, that was <laughs> that, that, that's just unexpected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I feel like that's the obvious answer. Is the thing? Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it was intended you, to be. I knew, I knew he was gonna die because you told me. But like, yes. one, I didn't. I really didn't think he was gonna die so quickly. Right. I was surprised, like, by the way and the abruptness he died. And I think you can tell in that episode, like, I did not expect Joran to be the big bad. Uh, yeah. And I was le- not legit pissed, but I was like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, you <laughs> piece of shit. You did this. Fuck. You yeah. played me. Um, but also, like, uh, honestly, like, this is not, maybe not as big as a surprise, but, like, the interactions between Haley and Casey, especially in that last episode... I wasn't expecting them. The, the whole like monologue you had to prepare about <laughs> space. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. holy shit. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that was also one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. On a kind of related note, um, I actually, the real, uh, the relationship between Casey and Haley was also unexpected, even though I'm yeah. the one who actually kind of brought <laughs> it up um, with you, Fabby. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I honestly did not think that I would have mm-hmm. like a I was gonna have a romance subplot at all mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in disco. Just because, like, when I made Haley, I just had the idea that, oh, she's not going to be interested in that. Like, she's going to be too busy with other yeah. stuff. And, you know, she's right. got a whole, you know, repression thing going on. She, you know, not going <laughs> to have any romances with any PCs. Um, maybe some hints yeah. with NPCs, but nothing. Not going to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> And then Haley and Casey's relationship just kind of developed. <laughs> and like the moment it was the moment you said during one of our downtimes uh-huh. that like Casey was going to be Haley's sword. I was uh-huh. like, well, <laughs> listen, I'm very gay. Everything I do is very gay. Uh, but yeah, no. And that was just me going like at that point. Not playing it as much usually, but I still had the the thing in my head. Like she does love all these three people, so like right. it makes sense for her to say that, even if it didn't go into a romantic way. But when yeah. you presented me with that, I was like, oh shit, yeah. hell yeah, let's make them suffer. Let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, maybe this is just me as one of the few token straight people on the show talking. It definitely. I had not read any any of that as romantic at all. It did seem more to me like a platonic or like sisterly thing. But the difference between me and Jordan is I would be like, well, it's you guys' characters. Whatever you want to do, go for it. And Jordan's like, mm, I don't know, guys. <laughs> uh, Jordan wanted the pure sisterly love between women. Yeah. They're right. uh, <laughs> just good pals. God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Himeyoshi. Himeyoshi. <laughs> Jordan. Imagine Jordan cutting at someone. Guys, not all the girls can get together. People are going to think I'm just fetishizing my female characters. <laughs> God. People are already talking about so Ed Jordan in the Discord. Struck out with Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I understand now. God. You got two weeks to think about all that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything planned GM-wise which you want to reveal to the players now that it's passed? I don't think I've got anything like, oh, we never, like, I got, to, I didn't get to reveal this or that. Like, do y'all have questions that might relate to that? Obviously, there's stuff for, for next huh. next book. But, yeah, I don't think I really had any big secrets where I'm like, oh, I want us to get around to this and we're not. How, yeah. how many villains did you plan ahead of time? Was it just like arc by arc basis or were you like, there's four of them and then there's going to be the narrator at the end? Or was it like, well, I, I guess I got to come up with a new guy this week to do a murder. <laughs> I really roughly sketched out that it would be about like one arc per month. Okay. So I had a a rough idea of how many there would be, but I was planning them as I went. Okay. Okay. Was like my big question is because this felt that at the beginning, and then yeah. it did very much wasn't that was Flannery like supposed to be a bigger villain at any point, like a bigger like obstacle, or was she supposed to be even less of a thing, and we just kept bringing her back up? No, she was definitely going to be a bigger villain at first, but then the way that episode went. Y'all did not actually find out that she was the one that had knock on wood, mm-hmm. and then you kind of befriended her before that <laughs> twist could ever happen. So I was like, well, I guess she's just going to keep it to herself that she tried to kill Haley and just kind of let that just move on from it. Listen, season two, baby. Listen, right. we're pretty cool with the other students that try to do murders. We yeah, just, right, like, yeah. hey, if you're a student, it's cool. It's like we all went there. Um, uh-huh. So <laughs> we're all going through this. How how quickly did I accelerate your time frame on certain plot details? Like when I just guessed Merlin right off the bat, or like oh, no, getting I, into I, the undertow. I thought, 
I thought you were going to guess it right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. I figure at this point, oh, yeah, I, I thought you might guess the name of the kindly old man that has something to do with Excalibur. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you might have a, th- a thought or two about that one. <laughs> um, I didn't necessarily plan for y'all to go into the undertow when you did, but I also didn't have hard plans for when that would happen, and I'm... I'm happy with when it did happen, so I, I wasn't like, oh shit, this really fucks up my timeline. I was like, no, you know what, this works. I, I like this. That was a good episode. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, there's really no, like, equivalent to, like, the menagerie <coughs> from Pop last mm-hmm. time, where it was like, I keep trying to drive y'all this way, and you just won't go in. <laughs> That's so my favorite fucking thing. Uh, there no, was gonna I, be a yeah. cool shade in there, it was like a parrot shade that, like, Mimicked you so perfectly that it became you, and you became it trapped in its pen. It was going to be a cool fight. <laughs> uh, one day. Uh, I wonder if anyone will ever now. be as chaotic as Pop was. <laughs> it, it sure was something. Yeah. Uh, how hard was it to plan the whole 1990s, 1970s timeline interactions, especially with Charlie doing stuff to add Charlie's mother to the 70s? Um, not that hard. It... It got a lot easier when I decided Natalie was simply just going to be very evasive about any questions about her past. <laughs> yeah, no, and then that, as that those works got filled character. in, she'd be less evasive about yeah. them. It honestly works for the character, so. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, when she first showed up, she's like, oh, yeah, I don't really know the mystery kids at all. And then a few episodes later, I mean, I dated one of them, sure, but, like, <laughs> you know. Because, like, she's naturally manipulative, so. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. She's really shitty. <laughs> shitty moms this season. <laughs> I did. When I first introduced Natalie, we, like, hit stop in the episode. I was going to be like, you guys can't kill her. She's not supposed to die for, like, ten more years. It'll ruin... You cannot let her die or kill her. <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Create the it's like, that that is way more funny. Paradox. It's like... Yeah. That was around the time that we were starting to get very murder-friendly. Right. Like, we didn't really get to, but, like, you could yeah. see... The murderation of the mystery goes like, please, you cannot well, kill her. That's kind of the, the fucked up thing is we have yet to kill anyone. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Every we villain who's died, somebody did. else did it. We got in close. Yeah. You almost killed Mr. Hill, but then in the end, yeah, he's okay. We've almost killed like three people. Yeah, Haley yeah. absolutely would have done it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I can tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Go ahead. Oh, I was saying like Mr. Hill... Uh, the chess teacher, the Mr. teacher... Mr. Cutter got the, the shit beaten out of him, but yeah. he's okay, yeah. The the, the teacher that uh, Natalie ends up killing, there was a good chance that Casey yeah. would have would have killed her. Uh, right, and which then, is why I killed her off, because yeah. I thought that would be fun to, like, you know, short-circuit <laughs> Yeah, no, that was great. Doing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the principal, if that fight goes another way, Casey kills that principal and that in her state of mind yeah for sure i was fully planning for the principal to die in that episode yeah <laughs> uh but y'all y'all drew really good cards and uh we just didn't do the fight i had written <laughs> we did a phantom fight you had a good plan and you drew very well executing it so i was like well <laughs> mystery okay. solvers club 1979 we won't murder oh, yeah, you baby. but we come close <laughs> don't push us don't push us motherfucker we're right there we're right there i don't think there's been a- well no, I guess the the '90s club did kill Doctor Phillips with a gun. No, yeah, yeah they sure no. did. Huh? Shouts to yeah. Regina. Spoilers. Yeah, Regina deserves a little murder as a treat. First, first <laughs> player character first to do to, to kill an NPC is right at the end of the of the that first half. Yeah, 
Very big uh, difference from uh, Pop Rock. Yo, Rob, <laughs> Why are you talking about so many people? Wait, yeah. Yeah. wait. Listen, we... Ursa was doing her best out there. Okay, <laughs> she oh. she went through a lot. <laughs> Chris racked up a fucking body count. Yeah, yeah, no, you have no excuse. I think we we had this mentality of like, look, we're playing a tabletop RPG. You kill people. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. like with Ursa, like. It, it's that fucking quote from from fucking uh, uh, Jennifer's body. Ursa wasn't killing people; she was killing angels. Yeah, sure. like, like, yeah, and she was killing the people who had oppressed and hurt her. Yeah, I think that's a term that's like yeah. uh, not to not to feed into the rewatch uh-huh. listen podcast complex Spoilers. that y'all are doing out here, where you're like, this right. is the order you can. But I think there is something about. Uh, Quentin and that early pop being the one to murder the angel so the kids don't have to do yeah. it. And like, yeah, I like that. That's yeah. one of yeah. the first kills that I like. I don't know. That's yeah. Other than that, I don't... yeah, it's good stuff. I think <laughs> we yes, were in, all in... very murder averse just because of like the setting and tone. Yeah, of this. yeah, it, yeah. Like... It, it fits better that people get forced to retire this yeah. season. Yeah, <laughs> it, the the it's also like it might not seem to it, but like playing. Like, Ursa was older, but playing someone who was at least seemed to be college age versus someone who's a teenager. Right. I think it really does change, like, murder's really heavy. Turns yeah. out, murder's yeah. really heavy, and sometimes you don't want to put that on your character. Well, and all the, like, enemies that Pop was yeah. fighting specifically were all, like, um, supernatural yeah. like, beings. Where yeah. these, are, these are, like people that you grew up yeah, around. Yeah, you're like you know? your neighbor. It, yeah, and in yeah. some cases, in the in pop, it felt like kill or be killed at some points. Totally. Whereas this, it could be like, oh, well, maybe we can incapacitate and find a way to live with them. Or like, they won't, they might not kill us. They might just like do something bad, but not kill us because then they would have to deal with a murder. Right, yeah. right. So we, we, uh, uh we we should probably try and start going through these questions a bit faster. We're forty five minutes. We should, in. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god, uh, we, we'll try to get through them faster. I'll also say, Mike, if you need to tap out, we can always wrap up. But you know, I, I want you to have the opportunity to answer as many of these as you can, though. So we yeah, yeah. try to go a little faster here. Um, let's see. Uh, how hard? Oh, no, I said that one already. All right, this is in from Grief Ninja. Uh, first of all, for the Disco Team, goddamn everything between oh, hold Casey on. and Jordan. We, good. We, uh, there was still more for that from that last thing. Uh, I no. don't think that's true. No, the, I got no, it all. We, we went through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I was looking at a different thing. Or You're fine. Uh, yeah, from Grief Ninja. Uh, first of all, for the disco team, goddamn, everything between Casey and Jordan. Good job, Luke and Fabby, for making that hurt so good. I, I was just in pain. I was just... <laughs> listen, I'm a, I'm a method uh, role player. I Whenever my characters cry, I'm fucking crying. Whenever my characters are hurting, I am too hurting, so... <laughs> Uh, one, how much Bob in the design sessions comes up as not the standard virtuoso? Uh, how does Mike feel with playing Bob and the options they have? Um, yeah, I guess that's a fair question, Mike, because we have, it's going to come up a lot in this month's design session, too, that, like, Bob's not really the kind of character we have in mind for the virtuoso, which is fine, you know, you didn't do anything wrong in doing that, but, like, how are you feeling about the book in that light? Uh, I guess, I guess we'll see how things go. I'm definitely going to need to see what y- what changes y'all made, uh, made to sure. Part of the problem is Bob's very much a square peg in a round hole situation. Uh, Because when I conceived of a speedster character, I was originally going to make them a vanguard. Um, But then Fabi 
said she was going to play a Vanguard, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, okay, we shouldn't have two Vanguards doing a mm-hmm. play test. We should touch as many books as we can. What's sure. what's the next best book I can sort of just jam this power set into? And it's like, okay, we'll make it a virtuoso, and, and their shoes are their item. Right. So right. this this <laughs> wasn't, like... And, like, the, the idea of the virtuoso is you're supposed to have, like, something you're, like, an expert in, or, you know, right. something that's supposed to, like, kind of define your personality a bit. And yeah. that was never Bob's thing, so... Well, and weirdly, Bob has kind of gotten there. It's just something that has nothing to do with their power. It's just more like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, centeredness and like mental, like, like meditation is what they become a master of. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Vibes, baby, vibes. And yeah, the the vibes thing. I'm I'm doing my best to try to bridge the gap from that to to the running shoes. But yeah, it's definitely you know coming at it at a weird angle. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you feel like there should be more of the parents' Eidolons in the next season, as we have only seen one of them so far in season one of Disco? You know what? That's something I do want to reveal that I haven't gotten around to. It's not a big spoiler or anything. Uh, I have not thought of everyone's parents' Eidolons. Um, in fact, I don't think, uh, I think, Fabi, we said that your parents came yeah. from out yeah, of town. Yeah, they, so they they're not from, from town. I don't remember whether Bob's uncle's supposed to have one. I don't have one for him regardless. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's supposed to have one. I think I think we established that Bob's late parents had Eidolons. Yes, but we, that's true. we haven't nailed out any details about that. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure we established that Maurice's parents had some. Yeah, they definitely do. I don't have one for Maurice's mom. Uh, Maurice's dad's Eidolon is Car Wash, and it can just create soap <laughs> bubbles. Oh, that Yay! Rolls. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Helps when it, you know when you got you know eight kids or whatever. It helps yeah. in bath time. Yeah, <laughs> listen, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Does he also wear a little bandana over his head like Caesar from season two? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it helps him with cleaning his kids and washing his car. It's all he needs in life. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the parents are hard to do a lot with just because. There's a, you know, hey, by virtue of the way parents work, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I can definitely imagine versions of the story where they're bigger characters, but listen, I can only play so many guys at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I think I kind of like that we focus more on the school and the classmates. I think that's Mm. more fun. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed my interactions with with Casey's parents. They've been some of my favorite stuff. Casey's dad being like, ah, yes, my son is so masculine. He's okay with makeup. Uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, then uh, last question here. Uh, I did notice that in the Ghost Town GM notes, it says Jordan died in 1980 when the toy shop burned down. When did you decide to introduce Jordan and when did you decide he was going to die so soon? Uh, a lot of people ask versions of these questions. Um... So, what I knew before we ever started this season was that there was going to be some kind of power to give, like, people Eidolons in town, and that, like, that power was going to make somebody a god, and, uh, like, I was gonna, I was gonna set it up that maybe it's gonna be a party member in Disco, and then do a rug pull, and, oh no, it's somebody else. And that's going to be, like, the the conflict of part two. Um, and then I, aside from that, I also had an idea for... I really didn't have anything pinned down, but I liked the idea of an antagonist that was also kind of, like, a friend of the party. And I liked the idea that, like, 
you beat them and they're dying, but that, like, sucks, actually, and it's sort of tragic. And that was kind of where the basic idea for Jordan started. Um, and then, you know, the way I ended up working that in was, uh, at some point, I messaged Fabian and said, Hey, can I give Casey a tragic romance? Oh, my God. Because you were playing, like, you know, Casey yeah. has a crush on everybody, like you said. Yeah. And I was like... Can I play with that to introduce this character I have in mind? Yeah, you were like, can I hurt you? And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. this will be great. Me sowing, me reaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he, like, you know, early, early original ideas would have had Jordan, like, actively, not malicious, but, like, mm-hmm. doing more shit that was harmful. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the rest of the party having to maybe, like, prove that to Casey and then, like, that yeah. makes it tragic. Uh, which is yeah, kind of, like, the Sherlock twist was sort yeah. of, like, the idea of that. But, you know, yeah. the way that played out was a little different. I, I think it works amazing how it plays out. Because, like, I mean, you have... I think that works better in the fooling department. Because, like, yeah. if Jordan was already a little bit more obviously malicious and not just, like, right. well-intentioned but naive, uh, I I think the twist would have felt more like, oh, Jordan still has, like, a trick of his sleeve. Yeah. Instead of, like, oh, it's so tragic that he fucking died. Right, 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 right. I, I, I agree. Um, as far as, like, where the specific way that Jordan works comes from with him being the narrator, that wasn't something I had at all before we started. And then when I was editing Disco 1, I got to the part where... Uh, Mike is Bob started pestering me about whether I'm an unreliable narrator. I'm like, what? No. And I'm like, well, now hold on. It'd be pretty fun if that turned out to actually I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mike is responsible for all this suffering. <laughs> so from that point on, I, yeah, I started trying to, like, seed it with, like, the ghost town stuff in uh, Ska. And, yeah, kind of built it out from there. I knew, like, again, I knew what the twist would be, but that was, like, what help me decide what shape the twist would take, you know? Uh, which I also like just because it's very different from anything we did in, in Pop Rock. Question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to extend the list, but um, did anything that was going on in Ska or like the feel of Ska affect Disco? Where you were like, we should do some st- stuff here because of this. Or I don't know. Does that make any sense? Or does anything in Disco were like, oh, here's a plot I want to bring in Ska. I think the only really big thing was um, Natalie was like, you know, she, her being a character in Ska. I'm like, well, math numbers wise, she'd be around in disco. She'd have to have Charlie really young, but like that, people have kids young. I can get away with that. Um, but for the most part, it was disco informing Ska, not the other way around, just because time works that way. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, let's see. Uh, moving on to our next question. Um, oh shoot! I don't. Oh oh! Uh, do I know who this is from? I thought I did. I thought I did. You didn't write down any <laughs> names. Listen, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm doing my best out here. We love I'm just you. gonna ask the question for now, uh, and I'll find the the person. Uh, what would your pop rock characters' resonance and dissonance cards have been? So funnily you know, enough, so we have to go through everybody here because you know a lot of people have multiple characters, but you know. Yeah, I'll just do the main one. But like, funnily enough, again, was re-listening to the Roxy's one post mortem. We actually got a question asking us like, oh, if the Rock Crew got their tarot cards uh, as like the way they got their idolon powers, what would they be? Uh, and like, we kind of decided that uh, Christina's would be death, uh, mm-hmm. which yeah, 
I really like that as uh, Chris and Christina's resident cards. Um, Dissonant, I think, would probably be God. Probably be the Emperor. You break something. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, like, they were constantly breaking themselves. Mm-hmm. Just all the time. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think the fool actually works really well for Ursa and all the that. other versions of that character. Um, you become who you need to be in this moment, and she sure was a lot of different people. <laughs> uh, I would, yeah, I would say James's resident probably would have been the hermit. Uh, that makes sense. And, yeah, that yeah. or hierophant, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, dissonant, I guess. I guess probably, probably death. Maybe the lovers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, for Quentin? Uh, I feel. I feel. I put that in. In the. I think that the beginning I mean, I of the first did, season yeah. of Pop, where he goes to reach for a magician card. Because right. Of, right. 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 And then he picks the hermit, and so I think that that was kind of what I was leaning towards. Of like he. Yeah. You know, wants to be the person that guides these. You know, these youngsters right. into a new world. Uh, you you were giving people resident dissonant cards mm-hmm. two years before that was a mechanic. <laughs> yes, that was my master plan the whole time. Uh, real quick, so, uh, for dissonant, all... for dissonant, for Ursa, and the other characters, probably uh, Temperance met with an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, real quick, I misspoke before. All those disco questions we just asked were also Becky Scott Fairley. Now we're into the grief ninja questions. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> my mistake um i'm very good at keeping things organized <laughs> you're doing um, great yeah thanks uh all right <laughs> if you had to do this season over with a different playbook which would it be and why i kind of already answered this one sideways vanguard mm. yeah vanguard yeah i think i honestly would have loved doing it with bertoso and do it with an actual physical ring and like Doing some weird stuff, like, it helps me reflect the sun and, like, make a fire by the reflection of it. Like, if it was a big magnifying glass or some bullshit with that. Right, right. Gosh, I probably would have gone with, like, Navigator. Or... Yeah. Or try to convince Luke to let me do some horseshit that would let Haley just become an inhuman almost immediately we could have had that conversation yeah i would have been open to it yeah i was gonna i was gonna be a wild card for maurice and i think the way that boogie wonderland works is (laughs) a direct result of me wanting to be like i want to have different powers in different places right yeah i mean boogie wonderland kind of is a wild card (laughs) when i go to different places i want his power to be different it's like oh he can do the new class the conductor i'm like i can finagle that (laughs) to be Uh variable uh let's see what inspired you to use the legend of king arthur for the undertow i don't remember where i got that idea from i think i just thought it would be cool to have a sword in the stone thing and i wasn't even staying what's up (laughs) nothing i'm making a fate joke you can oh oh, oh. and i i don't remember where that yeah i i do know that like i wasn't sure if i was gonna commit to that or not like it was just sort of an idea i had and then when y'all were down in the undertow and you were looking around. There's, a, I think it's in the episode still. There's part where I'm like, 
I'm not sure if I want to give this to you or not. And Fabi was like, no, no, give it to us. You don't know when we're coming back down here. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't have any other ideas here. Yeah, store it in the stone. Let's go with it. Let's do it. Um, this is this is a tip for all you GMs out there. If you think something cool, you could do something cool. Just do it. Just do <laughs> yeah, it that now. Plot revelation like, just fucking. Because there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance brain. you're not gonna be able to do it. Uh, right. If you have an opportunity to do something cool, just do it. Well, I said for me, it was less like yeah. oh. Do I want to hold on to this for later mm-hmm. or not? And more like, do I want to commit to this being how this mm-hmm. works or mm-hmm. not? Like, or do mm-hmm. I want to say, like, hold back and think if I want to present this in a different yeah. way? I'm like, yeah. ah, it's the idea I have. Let's just roll with it. Now, funny I think enough, it's really that, cool. That does mean that Merlin was not initially intended to be Merlin. I just kind of realized <laughs> after the fact, hey, that lines up really well. It sure huh? does. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew that's who he was before you like guessed it, but like. Not much more before you guessed it. Because <laughs> uh, originally it was just meant to be sort of like a uh, fucking like needful thing, Stephen King type thing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not a good guy. That's the devil. Well, Mer- wait, the devil. wait a minute. Well, <laughs> putting two pictures of Merlin and Satan together. <laughs> it's like Merlin is part incubus. <laughs> right, right. God. Yeah, that's uh-huh. the other thing I really uh, slammed face first into as soon as I committed to that is, oh, y'all are asking me a lot of questions about Arthurian legend <laughs> that I don't actually know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay, n- neither do I. I've seen Irish Monty Python and the Holy Grail in middle school, and that is about the extent <laughs> of my knowledge. Uh, let's see. If you were, ca- if your cast were Power Rangers, what color would they be? Uh, pink. Casey would be pink. Mm. Uh, green. I want to say blue, but I almost think Maurice would might be. Yeah, I'm thinking blue. blue for Maurice also. Yeah, I think Haley would be like purple or one of the colors that has happened a couple times, but not all the time. I feel like I feel like as sort of the de facto leader, I feel like Haley has yeah. to be red. I was also yeah. thinking red. Um. Yeah, I think she would. I think she'd really get along with most Blue Rangers, though. Which again gets along well with Maurice. So, what if she were like a like very neutral color, like a, a white or a black, and then as the like um, Eidolon changes form, she turns colors. Oh, so more like a more like a common rider sort of. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 not common rider. Jack from. Uh that one sentai that it's like everyone is a color and then jack with a q has like all the colors of the rainbow in their whole outfit. i'm not familiar right. with that one that could work it's though like, that'd be yeah. interesting Ty, so what, i put what, my what next level answer here uh i think uh in the three years before uh the, the story starts maurice is a blue person and he's trying to turn into yeah. a red person <laughs> like the mystery club is like <laughs> i'm gonna yes, like yeah, learn yeah. how to be leadery now or not even on purpose just like oh i should like yeah you know it was, I, I think that's kind of the flickering back and forth between those two impulses i think i could also see gold for maurice. yeah yeah i don't know enough about rangers <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like maurice has a gold aura to him i can, yeah. I can see that that'll work and maybe that's just because when i picture boogie wonderland i picture sex pistols which are gold colored oh yeah <laughs> I was before this episode. I was like, or before this recording, I was like, next fit, next we're starting next season with Maurice's fit because I know exactly how he's dressed, and I'm not spoiling <laughs> it until then. But it's very gold, great, beautiful. 
Uh, this one's gonna be a real quick answer. Uh, this person didn't sign their email, so I don't want to uh, say the name and the subject, just in case they didn't want that read out. Um, I still can't think of a good name, but I can think of mailbag questions. Uh, oh, we skipped a couple. Oh, we skipped a couple. Yeah. What? I say, oh, I did. I'm so sorry. We're still in Grief Ninja Town. I apologize. Uh, yeah, Disco. Mike, in True Idol on Tradition, what van mural does the Wild Cherry have? <laughs> so I have pictured it with just sort of the words Wild Cherry very stylized. Yeah, but, that, uh, that's I'm what I've been what thinking. Is it, just, it just says the Wild Cherry really fancy yeah. in, in a lot of colors. Like taking up the whole panel on the yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. There's like there's Maybe like a like there's the, like a drawing of a, of a of a pair of cherries like a, like a, in a casino yeah. kind of thing. I was gonna say it basically looks like a cherry coke logo. <laughs> kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Fabby, how are you surviving the bear the bear girl withdrawals this season? I am barely hanging. <sighs> um, no, but like there's there's different answers here. Like one, I, I never have bear girl withdrawals because i'm the bear girl she wasn't inside me all along <laughs> captain uh and but the, the other answer is that after all i did with the bear i'm not gonna go back to that after <laughs> all i did with the bear stuff with uh ursa and pop rock and all the different versions yeah i really wanted to step away from that because i didn't want to be doing Oh, a, a bear all the time. Like, I did that with our Stormy Present. I was like, oh, I'll do an armadillo. And with, like, Cutie Cat, I was a cat. And I was like, I've been trying... Or, like, Manuela was a snake. Was like, I've been trying to step away from the bear. And maybe one day I'll I'll come back to it. But right now I'm trying to, like, push myself, really. Yeah. So I'm not, like, typecast by my own self into right. always playing a bear girl. That makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, there was now this episode. I'm, oh, good. Uh, this episode, or you know, this season, it was very much like, uh, how do I make sure I'm just not playing the same character again last <laughs> season? And I don't know if I or the rest of the crew how they felt, but I was like, I got to make this character distinct from the last main season character. So, yeah. I think it worked yeah, really I well. Yeah, I think you. I think you nailed that. I I really like uh, Maurice's character. I think Maurice and Quentin would get along, but they're different guys for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice is I don't a think lot Maurice has the kind of like for one. Yeah, thing. he doesn't have that wily side that Quentin's got. He's yeah. not trying to trick you. <laughs> a little bit, but not not not. Yeah, no, if anything, no. like Maurice is yeah. too eager. To... Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, anyway, yes. Now I'm moving on to this person whose name I'm gonna leave anonymous. Uh, kind of a in general question. Say this takes place in the pop rock universe. Who'd be the master of this timeline? And if not Merlin, who would it be? Well, well, got this email before we had the plot twist. <laughs> yeah, that sort of answers that, huh? Th th think it might be a fellow by the name of Jordan Rogers. Yeah, maybe. Excelsior <laughs> Gil fan, you're going asshole. to want to check title on Disco 24 <laughs> for the answer to your question. <sighs> All right, uh, this email comes in from Gary. Thanks for the fun pods. Looking forward to where it goes from here. My question for each player, if you could rewrite history so that any one movie, book, game, etc. was period appropriate for your setting, which would you pick? What what anime does Haley need to know about? I guess we sort of answered that already, but Oh god. Um <laughs> see that I I had a few options. Like the first the first couple I I thought of were like Fate Stay Night obviously, but I I think Haley would get incredibly frustrated by that. <laughs> like, I think the moment she realized she was not going to be playing from Rin's perspective the whole time, she'd just be like, all right, fuck this. Uh, um, I also thought about Kerbal Space Program. Oh, oh sure. She'd yeah. love Kerbal Space Program. Uh, but then I realized she might 
she she'd probably play it for a while and really get into it but i think eventually she'd be like i'm this is just homework again i'm i'm just i'm just <laughs> doing too much homework i think the sure. game that i most want Haley to have access to is elite dangerous okay because that's just a game where you're in like a space where you get your own spaceship mm-hmm. and you just do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> Yeah. Like you can you can like explore the stars, you can do mapping and then sell your navigation data, you can do mining, bounty hunting. And it's just I think because Haley's whole thing is like she she's not necessarily there for the math and the science, even though she's into that. She wants to go into space because it's fucking huge. Uh, right. And mm. like it is a, a thing for her to almost lose herself in. So I think Elite Dangerous would be the thing that if if Haley were to play it, it would just she would be just obsessed with it. Is Haley going bankrupt buying Star Citizenships? No, no, that's <laughs> not Star Citizen. <laughs> Elite Dangerous. Norman Sky. Um, uh, uh, mine might be a little weird. Uh, and maybe not super obvious, but I think like if I could have Haley, Haley, goddammit. <laughs> KC, honestly, Haley being there would be very funny. But if I could have KC play any one game, it would be Persona 4. Uh-huh. Because oh, KC is kind of my take on Kanji. Yeah. Oh, sure. Who is a character that I connected a lot with when I originally played that game. And then I went, what the fuck? This game sucks. <laughs> right. how, is the, how is that the ending? So, right. And I would think that KC would be like, see herself, especially before realization seek herself a lot in kanji and then be like wait no what this is dumb yeah. uh and i think that's like an important thing to have a piece of fiction that you start by liking and end up maybe still liking but being like man this is fucking flawed yeah god right, right, right. Yeah. i think i think persona 4 would be that for for casey I just imagine Bob getting the most recent Flash movie with none of the context. Oh, no, don't do that to Bob. Well, here's the thing. I have have an actual answer, and it might be worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The speedster microwaved a baby. I I feel like Bob would be really into the Askewniverse. Yeah. Like those Kevin Smith movies. Yes. Oh, my God. Perfect. Snooch to the nooch, guys. I hate you. That's perfect, though. I love it. Oh, we have to prevent that that future all costs. I hate you. Uh, uh, Maurice's video game pick is... He's he's old. He's from the 70s. He's an old man, y'all. He likes LucasArts, Grim Fandango. Oh, God. He's point-and-click adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some Phoenix Wright later down the line, but mostly that LucasArts. I want to find a piece, and I want to take it from here Mm -hmm. and move it into another place and put it into the piece and then see, make it happen. Try all the burbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, would Maurice relate more to... Would Maurice... Which Ace Attorney protagonist would be Maurice's favorite? Manny Calavera. Um. Like, would Maurice be, like, an original flavor? Oh, it's all, it's all about Phoenix. You know, he, he's the OG. Or would Maurice, like, be really into Apollo Justice? I think he'd be more of an Apollo Justice guy. Yes, that's fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, Maurice would like Apollo Justice. I knew that's it. That's true. <laughs> I can see that. I can like, see this that. This kid gets it. He knows the <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Let's move on as soon as I find the name of this person. Because I'm great at hosting things. 
I'm so Ooh, good. You at are good at hosting things, Luke. You are oh, good. Thank you. thank you so much. Uh, I can't find their name. While you're looking, do you want I'll, me to read off the questions? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, okay. I'll just read off the question here. It's All fine. Right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, to the players, were there any draws that still leave you wondering how everything would have gone if you picked a different card? Oh God, I, I do really wonder what would have happened if Haley had gotten a positive or even a resonant card on her admitting her feelings to Emma. Oh, sure. I mean, I think that would have just ended up with a very different, uh, it, Emma would have been more of a character in that last stretch. <laughs> I just said I liked the concept of Emma would have given me an excuse to have her around more. Yeah, but I, I though, honestly... I do prefer her striking out. I, th I, th yeah, I, I yeah. like that as a, I do like that better. Yeah. It does like, it does kind of change what Haley and Casey's relationship would have been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just because of how consequential the draw wound up being. But when, when Bob got their dissonant to trigger the phantom fight in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of the fight with the principal, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Lucas, by the way. Thank you, Lucas. That was such an amazing moment, too. Yeah, no, that was so Luke, good. You, guys you just, just fucking lit session. up like yeah. a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, I like the one when I died was fun. That's that was good. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially because like none of us were expecting you to just be like, "All right, I'm gonna die uh -huh. now. I'm just gonna." <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I don't want to I don't want to harp on the Natalie thing too much, but I do love sure. all of Maurice's draws with Natalie are not good cards. And he like oh, sometimes yeah. he pushes out of it. He's right, like, is yeah. this an evil person? And it's like, yes. And he's like, mm, I'm gonna push past that. <laughs> One of my favorite things that any of us ever did was when Maurice was facing Natalie in the chess game and was like when playing rock paper scissors behind my back yeah the sickest shit imaginable i loved it so much <laughs> it was great oh, i forgot about that that was good yeah uh let's see here lucas also asked to iris you prepared a lot of powers for Haley. were there any of them that surprised you when it came down to using them are there any you thought you'd use more than you actually did god yeah my current power count is 17 um that's so many that's including the one that got wiped from existence that i can no longer use um yeah. gosh uh the one that surprised me when i came when i when it came down to using it was honestly the uh the vanguard power where i can manipulate gravity did not yeah. expect i would end up contributing to the direction that went to <laughs> could not have possibly guessed uh, that we would witness the birth of the universe <laughs> Yeah, speaking of, of different cards you could have picked, I remember just being like, guys, please, please pick the devil. I have something so good in mind if you pick the devil. <laughs> uh, as for ones I thought I'd get more use out of, um, there are a couple, actually. Um, well, actually, every single time I chose an Eidolon that had a more combat-focused power, so like my Infiltrator one that's some jewelry that can shoot razor-sharp gems, uh yeah. the one that i gave up for that cool scene with uh casey where i can transform blood into fire yeah um the the trident uh i thought all those i would get more use out of but like it turns out whenever i decide to go with a more like combat focused eidolon i hardly ever used it 
Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has not been a very combat-heavy season so Yeah, far. it just kind of didn't line up. Whereas, like, the one mm. I got the most use out of, weirdly, was Snake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> Listen, you... You can always be Snake, and you'll figure it's something true. out. S- snake and Snake and Shadow Creature. Yep. Yeah. I think every uh, time then... Maurice used Sealed Room, it was emotionally resonant. I don't know how many times <laughs> yeah. it worked or useful, but I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked out. It had impact. Um, yeah. Let's see. To Mike, uh, Bob ended up being the level-headed one in the group quite a lot. Did that change their personality a lot from how you originally imagined? Uh, yes and no. I. I definitely originally intended for them to be more of a passive character, um, like you know, which is why you know their distant was the lovers and so on. Um, but they just kind of wound up being a lot of situations where I, I, there was something I wanted to have happen in the story. And it's like, well, okay, I guess Bob's going to just you know take the initiative on this one. But as right. far as like just being sort of calm, level-headed, I definitely always wanted them to be sort of laid back, um, you know generally so i i don't think that necessarily changed too much okay yeah yeah. um i mean we did talk about this when we were doing that phantom fight of like bob's greatest fear is being forced to make a hard decision i don't think that's actually true i think that's something we wrote down at creation and then yeah bob just sort of grew into a completely different character we, we actually changed the greatest fear i don't know if we ever mentioned it on air Oh, did we? I didn't even remember that we changed yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after the Phantom fight, we changed it to... Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember now. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that you're worried that you might have blood on your hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, this one, also, they didn't sign it, so I'm leaving them anonymous. Hey, guys. Massive fan of the podcast here since I finally uh, listened to it a few months ago and started screaming about it to everyone who would listen, including most of you, when I made a massive Twitter thread <laughs> gushing about shit when I finished Pop Rock Season 2. Uh, here's some mid-season questions for the players of Disco. Uh, to what degree, if any, did setting the campaign in the late 70s affect your character design process? Do you think the characters you created would have been significantly different if they'd been the same characters but were the Ska crew in 99? 100%. Yeah. Uh, I uh, She would have been way more of, of like, a god. Because that was, like, my my original idea. But I was like, oh, God Moon's barely starting. It's not really there. Like, I wanted to have her originally be, like, very anti-culture, very wearing black all the time, uh, shave head or a mohawk, and then, like, uh, black makeup. But then also, uh, shave head has a lot of bad connotations. I was like, you know what, fuck, especially in the 70s. And I was like, ah, no, never mind. Uh, But yeah. Haley, I Uh, think, would be mostly the same. Like... Yeah, yeah. I I also think Bob would be most of the same. Probably the most significant change would be instead of track and field, they'd probably be a skater. Yeah. Oh, sure. Probably, probably a bit of a like virtuoso with, like, with the skateboard. Yeah. It's a little bit past this era uh, already, and, like, Bob's not exactly a hippie, but they've got kind of hippie vibes that, like, make more sense to me in 79 than they would mm-hmm. in 99. Uh-huh. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. But you're right. Like, there's different versions of that. You would just translate it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, oh man, the dumb answer. Uh, uh, Maurice would probably have not as big a family in the nineties. Not trying to be family yeah. matters out here. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> are rough, dog. You think you can a two parent income can keep five kids fed? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. How into actual disco music were each of you before the campaign, and how did you decide your idolon names? 
Have you find yourselves listening to more discos and starting the campaign? Yes. Lose yourself to dance. <laughs> I've been listening to it all day while editing the playlist. Uh, it's a good fucking song. I mean, I've always kind of liked disco, uh, but also with the, with a lot of genres I kind of like, I, I don't really get deep into them. I mostly just yeah. have like some bands I enjoy and I listen to their stuff constantly, which is how I engage with music as a whole generally. But I've, I've always enjoyed disco. I, I have a soft spot for ABBA, so... I was going to say, like, I, I definitely like, you know, a lot of the standard pop hits of disco, like, you know, mm-hmm. September, I Will Survive, uh, yeah. etc. Um, the only, like, group that I've listened to a lot of is ABBA. ABBA's pretty fucking good. <laughs> ABBA's pretty fucking good! We, we definitely got to do an ABBA playlist next year. Yeah, I would love that. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have any disco... Oh, oh, uh, Ty? Uh, I worked at a 70s bar, so it's not fair, but, like, oh, this is, like, a good excuse for me to, like, add new songs to the playlist I do for my other job. So I, like, discovered ABBA. I'm like, damn, ABBA's fucking good, actually. And, like, did some deep dive. Righteous Rhythm, what? I have been listening to more disco because it's been a lot of, like, I need to Google disco song titles. Okay, that title works. Let me listen to this song and make sure it's not dog shit before I name a character after it. Um. Sometimes the title's really good, though, and you have to just deal with it. No. Yeah. Uh, I had a pretty surface-level familiarity with disco going into this. You know, like, I'd heard it on the radio and all that jazz. Right. Um, and I've, I've been listening to it a bit more since we started, but not not, not that much more, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, but... I, yeah. The only reason I picked dis- Well, I originally was just going to have Ska. The... The first version of this season was going to be Ska Mm -hmm. Side A Mm -hmm. and Ska Side B. And uh, the 70s campaign was all going to be first and second wave Ska. And the (laughs) like 90s campaign was going to be third wave Ska. And I was like, that's too much Ska. (laughs) (laughs) We all have our Ska limit. If we had Uh, done that, we should have just marketed this really hard to Ska people. I was like, two seasons (laughs) of Ska. And then I just sort of thought, okay, what other genre should I use? Um, Oh, you know what? Uh, disco is era appropriate, and it's another genre that gets like unfairly shit on, even though it's got a lot of great songs mm-hmm. in it. So let's let's do that. That that works. Both have um, checkerboards. The disc disco balls. Oh, I felt I I was clapping like a seal when I figured <laughs> out how to do the the album art with like the mm-hmm. disco ball turning yeah, into the Scott checkerboard. I do checkerboard. love that album art. It's pretty good. <laughs> and little did you know, it was actually an illustration of the undertow. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Uh, That's my surprise voice. (laughs) Uh, What's it been like transitioning from playing nominal adults who move between places freely and regularly in rock pop and the interludes to teenagers in a single small town who have school and parents to contend with? I feel like I fucking love it. I love playing teenagers. I feel like we kind of answered this this laterally with the question when we talked about murder, and that yeah, Mm. we do have. We have to be more careful about consequences. We can't just say fuck yeah. it, YOLO, because uh, we're teens. We have to like stay yeah. here. Yeah, we have to continue to live Some in this of- town with these people, which I think is a thing Marisa said multiple times. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's almost more of a thing than your ages. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that like you're yeah. in a community of people, and like the things you do have consequences with that community. Yeah. Two of my favorite games to play are Monster Hearts and Mask, 
And those are games that take advantage of, like, you're playing a team. Your emotions are wild. You're going to make bad decisions. You're gonna, you're not going to think very well. Something's true. And I enjoy having that freedom to be able to fuck up and be like, fuck, it's a, gut, it's a fucking team. Of course they're going to fuck up. Right. And be able to lean into that. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, th that's the thing is the, the community thing is huge. I think in terms of just age difference, I don't think I'm really differently playing like James and Bob because like it's, it's a 20 year old versus say, a, they, an 18 year old. Yeah. You know, right. So, they're basically the same age. Yeah. So that that part hasn't necessarily changed much. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, man, I just lost my job. But, uh, oh, the first three episodes, I was leaning hard into what uh, Fabby said. I was like, okay, mm -hmm, maybe yeah. dial it back. But uh, that was my, like, this is a teen, and they're causing trouble, and they have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Those were some three episodes they were. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, a lot happened during those three God, episodes. Yeah. A lot happened, yeah. Um, if you guys had been in Ska instead of Disco, uh, do you have Ska song names lined up for your idol? Oh, fuck, I forgot so, to pre-plan this one. Uh, absolutely so, not, I'm not even gonna try. Here's the thing, <laughs> I absolutely have an answer for this, but okay. I've gotta bite my tongue, because that is the name of the oh. idol I wound up giving to Dog. Ooh. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I, good. So I know it. <laughs> Funny enough, when we were first thinking about it and we were like, Ska, because, you know, like saying, third wave, first wave, I was like, I know what my character's going to be. My character's going to be all my friends are metalheads. Oh, and yeah. It's going <laughs> to be a kid who collects Transformers. And they really, really love Transformers. And their Eidolon lets them either, like, turn their Transformers into real robots or turn or like turn any like any metal thing into an actual Transformer. Yeah. Some shit like that. Sure. And then we were like, oh, you're in Disco Fabio. I'm like, well. <laughs> well, at Damn. least that song title got you. Yeah, that song in there. <laughs> Damn, you make it sound like we were assigned. You're in Disco Fabi. Well, to the disco minds because, because of schedule right yeah <laughs> so technically yes i was assigned but also i was like i'm down for either speaking of scheduling i'm never letting mike and ty be on the same I'm game so again sorry. What a, it's neither of your faults but yeah. mike works super early mornings you work super late nights and there's like a tiny window that we can actually play and it's it's tough it's been a struggle <laughs> i think if uh, i think if this is just off the top of my head but if, if i had been forced to choose a ska song for uh yeah. Haley, i might have i might have swiped the impression that i get out from under you because i really like that oh, as sure. a wild card one yeah yeah that is a good one that is a good one um all right, uh, let's see. Last question from this email. Uh, Bob has a pet turtle named Dog, so if they had a pet dog, what would they name it? Turtle. Coral. <laughs> turtle, yeah, obviously. That's an answer. Come on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, this one is from Leo Mal. A lot of narrative... Or Sheldon. Yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. A lot of narrative and character momentum built up to Haley becoming something like the leader of the Mystery Solvers Club. Iris, considering how tricky it can be to have a leader among players at an RPG table, how did you navigate Haley becoming king of her round table? As a bonus question, how would each of the disco kids do in Professor Brooks's class? Oh my god. Yeah, that's definitely something I was wary of uh, when yeah. I was sort of you know, going along with that uh, storyline. I think it helps that, like, Haley is a leader in the sense that, you know, everyone trusts her 
and like she is she's not necessarily the one who is going to be making the decisions all the time or telling yeah. what to pe people what to do but she is the one there who is going to like be the rock sort of yeah mm -hmm. and the one who you know will have her shit together and like be able to prioritize so mm -hmm. it it was the way I sort of tried to solve that issue, you know, and in addition to like Luke just being a good GM and, and knowing how to balance things properly, but like, yeah, Iris was, bleh, <laughs> was the sort of leader who like, she, she relied plenty on other people to like be yeah. proactive. Like again, mm -hmm. Bob, Bob did a lot. <laughs> You yeah. know, th there were plenty of occasions where Bob was the one, you know, having like good ideas and like, you know, everyone agreeing, oh, yeah, we, we should do that. Actually solving the mysteries a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, no, that's I like Someone's got it. So here's the thing. If there was one thing I learned from Pop Rock, it's that playing a smart character is hard. If there's one thing I learned in yeah, disco, God. it's that playing a stupid character is hard. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I've been playing I'll, stupid characters this whole time. I'm doing great. I'll say for my part, I'm not going to take much credit on this one because I very much did not plan to position Haley as a leader in any way. Like my thinking was more like try to like introduce tension and drama into mm -hmm. the party with like only one of you can get that sword. Which one of you is it going to be? And like you know, have it be sort of like a uh, everybody in one way or another thinking like. Well, maybe I should get it. But, like, Haley kind of had the first crack at it, and everybody else was just sort of like, yeah, I mean, Haley, that makes sense. Like, All right, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maurice had a moment of like, well, wait, maybe I want it, and then he kind of backed off. Yeah, I think that came from the weird arc of like, am I a good? Am I even good at leading the Mystery Solvers Club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think being I, like... I like eh. Oh, yeah. I like Maurice a lot because Maurice is the Fred of the group. Yeah. But what if Fred had a like, wait, am I even good at this whole mystery <laughs> thing? Right. Am I even like, well, man, I'm just, god damn it, I'm just trying out here. Yeah, and I think right, the second right, right. half, like, I don't know if this yeah. came through, but it was more of like, hey, Haley, what kind of leader are you going to be? <laughs> Haley, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, do you really want this? Listen. And kind of. Yeah. You know, being that voice, I'm, which also could feel I'm like, saying, is he going to take the throne and, and you know? Ugh. I'm just saying Belma should be the leader of the mystery <laughs> club like we did with Haley. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh lost the bonus lost question. Uh, how would we do in oh, Professor yeah. Brooks's class? I think Haley would do hmm. well. But begrudgingly, I think she would just find <laughs> Professor Brooks insufferable because she she would feel like she's not learning anything useful. Here's the thing. I feel like once every, like, three weeks, though, he would drop, like, the most profound thing that would make, like, suffering through everything else worth it. And that would make it all the worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn God damn it. Now I have to pay attention to everything because now and then he's going to say something that matters. Yeah. I, th I think <laughs> Haley would have a have a rough time emotionally, but would do well. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I think Bob would get along yeah, with, with Professor Brooks extremely well. <laughs> Uh -huh. Just absolutely on board for whatever horse shit he's throwing out this week. Yeah. I think Maurice would see him as a cautionary tale. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, I cannot be. allow myself to become this man. 
I think KC would just drop the class. Yeah. Go there once and be like, no, fuck this shit. I ain't dealing with this. I don't even think there's a real class, you guys. I'm just going home. Um, Mike, I know it's getting late for you, so I'm going to skip down to a a Bob-specific question that I know we have in the chamber here. Um, Hey, everyone. This is from Jade Nebula. Uh, I have a question for Mike regarding Bob's gender. KC got most of the spotlight this half of the season with her coming out to her friends, and Naomi describes themselves as primarily being a detective over on Ska. I was curious if a discussion on Bob's gender deal would come up at some point. Uh, Could you give us some insight on how they identify? If it's left intentionally vague or their gender isn't something they consider a lot, then no worries. Thanks for making such a great show, y'all. So, the thing is, Bob's Bob's whole gender thing very much maps onto what my whole thing is, which is, uh, shrug emoji, you know? Valid. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I hadn't really got deep into it because honestly, there's not much deep to go into uh, for me. It's just yeah. kind of eh. gender. No thanks. Yeah. I'm good. I'll, I'll pass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think like you know, I guess if somebody wanted to be annoying, <laughs> they could complain that like, well, why is Casey this like wrapped up with her gender stuff when like yeah, everyone's totally fine with Bob being non-binary? And the answer is. I don't know, that's how the players wanted to play it. It's fine. And also because anxiety <laughs> isn't necessarily it, rational. Also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it also works because what we've seen of Bob's and, and their family relationship and the way they deal with things. Like, if yeah. Bob gets misgendered, they're just going to like, eh. Yeah. Or like, yeah. their uncle seems very cool about it. Whereas I was playing for KC of like, these pressures coming from a Mexican-American or a Mexican family of like, no, the man does this. And the woman does this. Right. And, like, we talked about how we wish we could have leaned into that a little bit more when KC changed, made herself cis for a bit. <laughs> yeah, we talked about like, I, I kind of wish yeah. that we had made it so that, like, once KC was a cis girl, mm-hmm. she had a different set of expectations thrust yeah. upon her. And she still couldn't be who she felt like she yeah. was just from a different angle. Yeah, like that her dad being fun... super protective. Yeah. Or, like, her mom already, like, think, uh, mentioning about, like, marriage and, like, how to be a good wife and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah, it hit me like, well, there's no fucking way your dad is letting you drive a motorcycle when you're no. a girl. Like, that's not happening. No. Yeah. But, you know. At most, it would be a fucking best spot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, I think that's that about covers that question. Uh, skipping back up to the top. Like I said, Mike, if you want to tap out, I'm, feel I'm free. good. I'm in it for um, the long haul. Okay, just making sure. Don't want you to feel we pressured. We have a couple left up. only, yeah. Yeah, we don't have that many left. That's true. Uh, this one comes from Cat Fangs. I suppose this is a question primarily for Luke. What was the inspiration for the narrative move regarding Jordan? It is a deeply Homestuckian reveal, up to and including Jordan being an antagonist who is quote, already here in the same way the primary antagonist of Homestuck is. The character as usurper of narrative, while not unique to Homestuck, is definitely a defining part of the work. I guess at the end of the day, my question is, is Eidolon Disco slash Ska Homestuck? Everything Eidolon is Homestuck. (laughs) Listen, I did my part by summoning the great evil before the end of my season. I'm playing (laughs) the... There you go. (laughs) God. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> Additionally, to both the Disco and Scott groups, thank you for making the best actual play podcast out there, IMO at least. Uh, you can drop that part, it's subjectively true. Uh, I look forward to the episodes every week and don't know what my Mondays would be like without them. All the best, Cat Fangs. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, Homestuck, yeah, absolutely. Homestuck was not, like, a conscious reference point, but also I spent a good uh, 
seven years thinking about Homestuck an unhealthy amount. So, like, <laughs> I can't pretend like it doesn't have an impact on my thoughts. Yeah. And once I did think this, I'm like, I am kind of doing Homestuck, huh? <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> met you for the first time through the forum's Homestuck thread. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. My first experience with you. <laughs> wow. Uh, right. I have spilled so much ink arguing about Homestuck on web forums. <laughs> on some level, like any story you tell is going to be influenced by the stories that you've consumed. Yeah. And so there's yeah. just well, like, there's I, a lot I, of Homestuck in in what we do. There's a lot of fucking JoJo's and Persona. Obviously, there's a lot uh, of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, I think a different question. Uh, I don't forget if it's here or Scott one brought up that like. I've said before that the neighborhood in Pop Rock is kind of just the dream bubbles from Homestuck. Like, it does just keep happening. Um, uh, Which is also a Homestuck reference. (laughs) Uh, The conscious reference that I was pulling on is uh, the John Carpenter movie. Also, don't watch it right now because SAG Strike. I forgot. (laughs) I'm going to bleep all of that. It, 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 wait for it because it might end tonight. Wait, yeah. really? I knew the WGA yeah. one ended. Oh, yeah, the WGA one. So, yeah. No. Yeah, no, I'm just going to bleep everything <laughs> yeah. I just said. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, it's here. Fine. Uh, here. Uh, uh, Kamen Rider Heisei Generations. Same thing. Same thing. That's what inspired me. Yeah. So, yeah, it works. Fiction? Yeah, yeah sure. I right, think right. now would be a good time to mention. That when Luke revealed to us uh, what the twist was at the end of Disco Twenty Four, yeah. I was I I was both like delighted and also kind of pissed. Um, <laughs> because, I'll say this now because like before uh, Queen is even out, because I I'm not going to yeah. use this for Queen at all anyway. That right, was right. what the twist was going to be for Queen Episode Four. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna have that as a twist. That's was like, you bastard, you got it before me. <laughs> uh, but I'm I, the demon is already here, Iris. Yeah, I'm 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 glad <laughs> you swiped it out from from beneath me because I I think uh, it'll be a lot more fun uh, in yeah. in this context. Yeah, I was actually gonna say the, the, another reference point, which is way stupider, <laughs> is okay. I, I know the answer to this is no, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did any of you listen to the podcast Tweet Me Harder, like, over a decade no, ago? absolutely no. not. So that was, it only ran for, like, a year. It was a podcast by uh, two webcomic artists, David Malky and Chris Straub. Oh, and they just, like, answered questions from Twitter. Um, and it just got really goofy, and it was very fun. I was really bummed when it got canceled. I've re-listened to those episodes a bunch. There's one episode where... Uh, Throughout the course of it, Chris Strab slowly gaslights David Malky into thinking that he is just Chris Strab's lucid dream of him. <laughs> and uh, that was definitely also a big part of like, that informed a lot of how I played Jordan of just Chris in that scene where he's like, where he's like wait, so are we both dreaming together? And I get it. Like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You're not a real person. You're just my dream conception of my friend. But you don't actually exist. You'll die when I wake oh, up. Oh, so that's why he's insufferable. He's a webcomic artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's a lot of wonderful webcomic artists. I'm not. There's tens of you. <laughs> For your final uh, villain of this, you've revealed. Jordan the ultimate evil is a webcomic artist. Jordan's fucking no. drawn Mega uh-huh. Tokyo. Oh, no. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, come on, Chainsaw Suit and even the yeah. you know, Wonder Mark, those are better than oh, Mega yeah, Tokyo. No, no, I, I <laughs> That's do not like funny. Chris I feel if you any pot oh he's doing critical role now. I no guess, shade right? towards I was not yeah. expecting Mega Tokyo to come up here. <laughs> uh yeah, alright. So moving on. Um let's see. Uh this question from Heather. Basically the same question again. I'll just read it out for posterity. The use of Jordan as a GM reminds me a lot of the Grand Masterclass in uh, Kieran Gillen's Die. Are there any books, games, movies, whatever that inspired the character becomes omnipotent through narrative function? Yeah, I think we just answered that one. Uh, Die's yeah, good. That, yeah. Go go, go read Die. Does it's fucking remember, good. Did right. remind me I should read Die because I really like Kieran Gillen's stuff. Okay. Uh, Die is maybe my favorite Kieran Gillen stuff. Wow. It's strands. Spoilers. I'm going to say spoilers for me being insufferable, but... Um. <laughs> Isn't changing the sound of a podcast into story, really? Just taking control of the narrative? Quentin did it first. You heard it here. I don't. I was okay. End insufferable. Not being. End insufferable. Uh, Professor Quentin Brooks is here. Hi, Professor. I don't know that man. Uh, This next email comes in from Abby. Groovy end to a funky first season. My questions are for everyone. Uh, where were there any directions you originally wanted to go with a character that changed as you played? We might have touched on this one already, but if anyone yeah. had any other thoughts about this, yeah, in the in like the very first episode of like the proper episode, not character creation episode of Disco, I sort of had a bit with like Haley trying to make like proper scientific ghost hunting equipment. Um, yeah. so that was sort of born out of my idea of like, you know, what if like. You know, a Ryan, a Ryan and Shane from, uh, right, right. you know, the Ghost Files. Ghost Files. I was thinking, like, yeah. what if what if Haley's approach to ghosts was like if if Shane actually believed in ghosts, but his main issue was that Ryan was just doing a lot of bullshit that didn't make sense <laughs> to find right, them. Right. Um, but that kind of didn't go anywhere. I didn't really have the motivation to commit to it. And that sort of ended up becoming what Flannery's thing was anyway. So it worked out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Casey was going to be way more angrier. And then after the first episode, Mike was like, okay, you can't be this angry and mean and (laughs) insulting towards Bob. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. And then I immediately made it so like, oh, she was that angry. And then she reflected on it and realized it's because uh, of the she's so jealous of Bob right. and worked into that. And I think it worked out fine. Yeah. I, mean, I think it just literally turned into like, if you're this unpleasant that I don't know yeah. why we're hanging out with <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. You, you play like a mean person. That's actually still a good person. Right. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. I didn't want to do BB again. Sure. Uh, uh, I, I yeah. think I kind of already talked about how Bob changed. Yeah. yeah. I think you, you covered it. Uh, and I think, yeah, Ty, you kind of already talked yeah, about that. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah. No, I don't think a whole lot changed because I didn't have a huge idea of who Maurice was before. I was just... Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's for you and me, I guess, Mike. What was the most fun episode to edit? Ooh. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, the editing process blurs together for me. It blurs together. And also, I'll say it's generally not fun. It's a slog. <laughs> yeah, no. it, yeah audio, audio editing sucks. I hate it. <laughs> It's the worst. Yeah, it's it's really tedious. I don't like doing it. That said, I will throw out um, 
the episode where y'all turn into animals and I hit up Maxie to write like short little like five second late motifs for all of you and I got like classical music to like time to that was fun. I need to like and that's about the only, listen to only that. time editing was ever. Because I still oh, don't fun. know yeah. what that sounds like in the final edit. I should I should listen uh-huh. to that. <laughs> that's the clip I ended up submitting to the uh the MN Web Festival. Oh works. nice, the one Ooh. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah, so you'll be able to hear it like in an auditorium oh, or boy. something. <laughs> Hearing out that music was a like fun surprise in actually listening to that episode and I, I tried to bring a little bit of that energy to my intro for the last season. Like what is what if I just did a thing and then it'll yeah, fun yeah, supplies you... for other people. <laughs> right. I have completely abandoned using any sound effects really, and then you turn that into me with like all sorts of fucking like uh uh foley work. I'm like, whoa, alright. <laughs> Uh, last question here. Uh, I know Pokemon won't exist for a little while in universe, but what's each character's favorite? Chuckle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole Perfect. team prepared. Uh, fan artist, please. Uh, so it's Solrock, Growlite, Flareon, Torchic, Chemchar, and Tepig. And it's basically mostly fire Pokemons that she could hug. Right. Uh, Haley's is, uh, Original flavor Rapidash and Starmie. Okay. Well, I think Maurice got some cool ghosts floating things around. Yeah. yeah. Ghosts and psychic yeah. shit and dark. Got like a, a, a bannet. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a Cafagrigus. What? No, it's not that cold in Kentucky. That's not real. <laughs> in fact, yes, no, it's like a, uh, it's a circle. Oh, that's the one, yes. Oh, yeah. that thing, okay. Yeah. yeah. Boogie Wonderland is like a bunch of unknowns, no. actually. Never mind, I take it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say unknowns, yeah. 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 I was going to say, uh, Maurice is not a cryptologist, so no. Right, right. Uh, all right. Uh, this email comes in from May. Uh, for Luke, how early did you know the Jordan twist in general? Metafictional angle? I think we covered yeah, we that. Did that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to go for it. The GM playing a character is new narrative technology to me, and I'm really curious about your thought process with it. I'll say, I guess the only other thing I'd toss in is that we got multiple people talking about Pop Rock and saying, like, wow, I've never seen, like, an actual play show do this before with all the character switch. I'm like, well, I gotta come up with another way that people will give me that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come up with a new thing to do that'll make people praise me in that way. We survive on praise and also your donations from yeah. Patreon. Listen, you gotta keep it mixing uh, it up. You gotta keep the people guessing. Yeah. If you're not experimenting yeah. with the form, what are we doing here? If we're not your favorite podcast, we're doing something wrong. Uh, for everyone, this season covered a lot of heavy topics in a way that feels more direct than Pop Rock. Are there any pitfalls you noticed or things that help keep everything fun, comfortable, etc.? Obviously, you don't have to share anything you're uncomfortable sharing. Just curious how y'all kept things safe. Checking. Just like, yeah. if after, and I think we also did this in Pop Rock. It's like, after a particularly hard episode, check in. Yeah. Like, just double check that everyone's okay. No one's hurt. Bleed over happens. It's real. Yeah. Uh, I've had bleed over for a lot of these scenes. And like, uh, I'm fine. I just like go and hug my wife or yeah. talk to my girlfriends or do something that relaxes me and I can continue doing it because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. I think part of it too is just like at this point we've been playing mm-hmm. together for three years. Like we have a good intuitive sense of people's boundaries and stuff. And that doesn't mean, mm-hmm. it certainly doesn't excuse uh, anyone yeah. from the check-in you're talking about, but it does mean that we can like 
feel yeah. a little more confident about what we're doing. You, you know that I'm always down for you to fuck my day up because right. I enjoy that type of shit. Right. So I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, just the general of after the episode, it's like, was I being too annoying this episode? If I'm being too annoying, we're like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> you're never too annoying. USL the some time calibration with characters and like. Am I forcing you? Because I think there was a bit where, like, I was doing a lot of bullshit and, like, Bob was like, I didn't want to, like, have to support or be against this bullshit. And, like, we've had me and Mike had conversations about that. And I think that's good. Yeah. 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 Communication. Turns out. Good. Yeah. Mike Iris, I don't know if you have anything to add. Oh, yeah. I mean, my whole thing was just usually, like, it... It was mostly I only I really only had to do uh you know check-ins if I had some I had plans that involved another character. Um so like again with Fabby I I messaged her about the whole uh starting the Haley Casey relationship just to make sure that she would be okay, cool with that. Um yeah. but other than that like I it comes so far from Rock when I was like you know, I'm kind of picking up a vibe between Chris and Harvey, and you're like, I don't know if I really want to do like a romance between player characters. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Like, yeah, in know. in hindsight, <laughs> God, I wish I I had done like I I wrote up a whole thing about it on, on co-host, uh, but like I was I was oh, going I through some fucking gender no, and totally. feelings at yeah. the time. Yeah. You were dealing with yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like in in hindsight, if I were in the place I am now, in a much better place, I absolutely would have like jumped on. Uh, you know, the chance to like, uh, develop that relationship more. Um, well, but... and honestly, I'll say, I, I mean, not to relitigate pop rock. I kind of like how it worked out with it being kind of like, there's something here, but it never connects until you're like different people. And then like, you find it finally. Yeah. And like, I, I've, I've had folks tell me that and it's like, you know, you, you know, I, I know you're getting in your head about it, but like it, it, it worked out really well the way that it went anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, with Haley, it's it's mostly just that um, there are there are certainly things I could have done with Haley to make it heavier, but I kind of yeah. I kind of wanted to keep her stuff again in the background because she is a very repressed individual. Like d- despite her outgoing nature, like there is right. there is a lot of emotion and anxiety that she is keeping under wraps um so it it mostly did not come up until near the end uh i had not told anyone about the the apollo speech and that that was that was the one Mm -hmm. that like i'm I'm about to talk about people being burned alive i i hope (laughs) hope this this isn't too dark um but i sort of went with it because i figured like you know it it, it might be, like, my favorite ending to a season we've done. Like, that, you going with that after what I said, like, yeah, no, this is, like... It ends in such a different way than all the the mini seasons and also Pop and Rock season one. It, it ends in such a... And season two. Such a, like, kind of downer, but, like, hopeful downer. I really I feel really like, like we yeah, sort yeah. of just stumbled into nailing the tone that like Luke you were yeah. you were thinking of going with for like the your original ending to Pop Rock. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I realized I could get yeah. away with it if I put it in the middle of the story instead of at the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh 
we're getting down to it. We only have, uh, yeah. I think, only one more question. Uh, uh, no, no, no yeah. we still have a little bit more on this email. My mm-hmm. apologies. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, favorite moments to look back on in hindsight. I think we've touched on this throughout, but if there's any other moments y'all want to shout out. Uh, just. I think we've, I, I've done mine. Just favorites. the moment where Bob points out to Dictionary Tim that, like, Learning the words, but not what they mean, is not the same as learning a language. That was so funny. Uh, oh, jeez, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Breaking Tim or Breaking Bob. All that stuff yeah. is great. We, we gotta circle back around to Breaking Bob in part yeah. two. <laughs> I love all of the... I don't want to just say, Luke, you did great with the side characters, but I love all the little arcs we've had yeah. with the characters. Like, I feel like... There has yeah. been a Maurice and Flannerly arc of like <laughs> over the choice of three ties. Yeah. There's been like a Tim arc where we've learned a lot about Tim. I think we've, yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. feels like a fleshed out in that way, and I've I've enjoyed all of those moments. Yeah, um, I I have a lot of fun with Caron anytime he shows up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, he's great. He's like I not fed up, but he's just kind of like, listen, this is what my life is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm not happy about it. It's just how it goes. Now you're getting in the fucking motor. You not. you really you really like playing like your your put upon a workaday characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're always they're always great. It's a they're living. Just hassling out there. Yeah. Every, every so often, I still think about the fact that like Haley did a heal command to casey's idol on and it worked I'm like, <laughs> that was good i can't that believe was... I, I, I can't listen believe people who were, weren't expecting i think they reacted that episode like oh shit <laughs> like listen that should have told you they were gonna end <laughs> yeah, up you know what now that you reminded else. me of that bit yeah. okay yeah never mind i forgot that happened yeah no she made her heal she was going through a lot yeah. so it didn't like immediately happen but like come on See, which i did really like doing the casey phantom fight just because like so good when it hit that point it's like okay it it makes the most sense to do casey here because of everything that's going on dramatically with them but also i'm a little worried that like how am i gonna have a take on a phantom fight of like a fire monster that's not gonna mm-hmm. just be a repeat of sloan's mm-hmm. phantom fight and i i'm really happy with where we landed on that that it like yeah, has a uh, very different vibe to it uh of the like two ish fandom fights we've done together, both here and pop, uh, I mean you and me, Luke. Yeah. This is definitely one of my favorites. Like they're always this, good. Yeah, that fight this, was great. This is really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had some really good fandom fights uh, this season. Good fandom fights. Yeah. 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 What were the fandom fights I'm, on Ska? <laughs> I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, Ska had uh, uh, Natalie uh, taking over three small okay. words. Okay, and Casey gets gets gay. Oh yeah, gets girl- also gay good. Also Casey good. Her dissident trying to find out that she's gay. <laughs> that was also a <laughs> phantom <laughs> fight. <laughs> yes, funniest draws in existence. <laughs> Every time you do, you make us draw for like a relationship thing. Imaginable. It's so good. Um, I'm really excited to get to uh, Naomi and Jake's phantom fight just because all my friends are metalheads has great like lyrics to put in pull quotes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, here we go. Like I gotta have a phantom fight episode with the quote of like we never took the time to discover how little we know about each other. It's perfect. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, thanks for the good pod. Excited to see where you go from here and what you do in the miniseries. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the email from May. Uh, then I think we just have one more yep. here from JB. Last one. Uh, 
Great first 25 episodes, here's to 25 more. My question is, if your character's got the powers Jordan has to rewrite reality, and they choose to create a story out of that like he does, what is the plot of the story your character would write? So, oh Bob would have zero yeah. interest in trying to create compelling drama. It it basically become a yeah. coffee shop AU immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Archie Comics. <laughs> Yeah, Archie Comics feels too spicy. Like there's relationship drama. There. <laughs> Archie Comics, if they were all Jughead. Yeah, basically, it's the Jugheadiverse. Oh, Jughead world. Oh God. Yeah, KC would definitely like first and foremost write herself off the story, and then pair everyone up and do relationship dramas and very like fluffy, happy. But if rom-com she was written shit. out of yeah, story, yeah. then she couldn't be with Haley. No, she would give Haley a better girlfriend. Someone better than oh, Casey. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, my girl has oh issues. Oh, gosh. I, I I think Haley is a fan of, like, the classic sort of fantasy quest narrative, you know? Mm-hmm. I, think she, I think she'd take folks on, like, a, a quest that has a happy ending. Aww. Haley's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Haley. Uh, Maurice wouldn't write a story. He would have a movie, and he'd have the budget be out. Of- <laughs> uh, and it would be this a bunch of very, what I'm trying to say. I'm feeling like very high fantasy, but like Star Warsy high fantasy. If I'm trying to get what you're saying, where it's like. Mm. Space yeah, opera. like I'm a smuggler and I I got some debts on my like Wolf's gonna show up and be like, I got a deal. <laughs> I gotta bring I, you guys in too. I can uh, definitely I, see Maurice saying it's like poetry at rhymes uh when explaining his directorial <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. Uh dog dog is just Chewbacca now, the big Chewbacca sized <laughs> girl making oh like be amazing driving the the wild cherry Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, uh, no. Do- gonna... Dog would be a fucking animatronic uh, fucking... <laughs> for for no reason whatsoever, it's got some dark crystal ass uh, yeah, Muppet over sure. there yeah, for Dog. Shit. And we yeah. just like, oh, it's our turtle, Dog. It's, it's normal. <laughs> yeah. It's regular for us. <laughs> uh, JP finishes up this email saying, also, I want to give a big thanks to Mike for creating Bob. That chill NB helped me figure out my own non-bi- uh, non-binary identity. Oh, you're very welcome. That Makes you feel really good to hear. Yeah. Yay. We did it, y'all. We got through all of them. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Thank you to everybody that listens. This is a fun podcast to do. It would. It, mm-hmm. It's more fun that people listen to it and enjoy yeah. it, though. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, fucking it. Like, it's nice to know that people, one, listen to what you do, two, like it. Yeah. It's good to, I, good to know. Yeah. Also, like... Remember, we... We feed them praise in your mo- in your Patreon. People are making right. fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every so often, I still go back and read the the Harvey Chris fan. Fi- that thing is so fucking good. It's drilled into my <laughs> mind permanently. <laughs> yeah, any kind of fan work anyone makes always really bowls us over. Um, mm-hmm. Reviews on Apple Podcasts also bowl uh-huh, us over. Uh-huh. Go write some. They help us. Yeah. Anytime we like to read I, them, I also, also they boost our numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and not just for like engagement shit. I legitimately am so happy when someone says something about our show and like tags the show. Oh, absolutely. Or tags yeah, me. Yeah. It, it is always and, very heartwarming. Yeah. Like even if I don't have the mental energy to respond, 
if you tag me on a thing about the show or Casey or anything else, I'm going to read it and I'm probably going to be very yeah, happy. Yeah, or just like... You're probably going to make my day just like better. use any sort of like tagging or hashtagging thing so I can mm. search for it more easily. Because yeah. I don't follow a ton of people. I'm probably not going to see it until yeah. unless I can search for it. Yeah, there is something to be said because like uh, I... Uh, when we record these things, a lot of time they're just like out of my head. Whoop! So every now and then I'll see like I just listened to Pop Fourteen, and I'm like, "What the fuck did I do in Pop 14? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "This is fucking genius, great work here." And I'm like, "What the fuck did I do?" Have we met Gabe yet? I, I always know. love it when I see people praising all y'all because I'm like, "You're right. Ty <laughs> is a genius." <laughs> <laughs> Kai is a genius. I keep saying yeah. that. Yeah, that's what all the kids are saying. Yeah, <laughs> if you're cool, you say Tyson genius. That's right. <laughs> Hashtag Tyson genius. What am I doing pop fourteen. Why was I a genius? <laughs> no, <never mind. laughs> that's around when Gabe got introduced. I think uh, maybe a little early. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, if you like the show, consider going over to patreoncom slash playtest kicking us a couple of bucks. Uh, both because we like to have money and because I like to watch the graph on uh, Graftrion go yeah, up. Go up. Um, I mean, le- legitimately, I've been out of work for the past couple months, and the the Patreon money has helped me immensely. Just be able to take care of small bills and not just put everything on my wife. So I am yeah. incredibly grateful to everyone who's donated. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Anna Borba. And I mostly want to see us uh, get more subscribers than uh, Gilbert Godfrey's defunct podcast. May he rest in peace. <laughs> we can beat this dead man. <laughs> Is that both about Gilbert Godfrey and Jordan Roberts? Yeah. <laughs> God. That might be a bit of a crass joke, but it's Gilbert Gottfried. He would have appreciated that, maybe. Probably yeah, not. No, no, probably. He, he made 9-11 jokes every opportunity he got. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh... He'd appreciate our moxie. Nothing but respect. And our maxi. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, everyone appreciates we all our appreciate maxi. Our Great maxi. music this season. Absolutely. We'll talk about that more on the Scott Postmortem. Midmortem, excuse oh, you'll me. You'll talk about it. I'm not there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, Eidolon.com. Nope, that's not a website. It probably <laughs> well, is, but I don't be. know where it goes. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest? Yeah, patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest is the website you should go to. Uh-huh. Um, I think Eidolon.com is about to just take me to some kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah, someone just squatting yeah, on it. Eidolon.com <laughs> is not being used. Yeah, no. Uh, hmm. Eidolon.org. <laughs> what are... I wonder if we should snag that up and have it redirect to the Patreon. Idolon.moe. <laughs> no. If you want to pick up Idolon.moe and have it redirect to the Patreon, <laughs> we'd appreciate that. Oh, God. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Yeah, sorry, circling Mike. the drain. Yeah. Good. Yes. Uh, one more time. That's Patreon.com slash Playtest. Go there. Give us your money, please. Uh, and then uh, consider... You know, rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever else. Telling your friends and family and loved ones and enemies about us. Whoever will listen. Especially your enemies. And uh, <laughs> especially your enemies. Um, Thank you, Snake. Next week, we've got the Ska Midmortem. And then after that, we will be beginning, uh, be beginning Idol on Queen, which uh, IRC Woo! all have already recorded the first episode yep, of. Yeah, I've got it edited already, too. Hell yeah. Uh, so look forward to that, and then we'll have Eidolon Oyster in uh, October, November, and Eidolon Montreal in November, December, and then we'll be getting back to Disco Ska in January. 
Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So until then, we'll see you later. We don't have like a sign off because usually that's not the format of this show. Let's go. I need to go to use the (laughs) ride. Bye. Bye.